Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I call him the hardest working man in AZ hip hop. He may be the hardest working man on the West Coast. Uh, Mr. Got Bills, Mr. Max Out, Max Out, say it twice if you know it's nice. The one and only, let me turn this mic on, the legendary, a legend in his own time. He's just getting started. Amen. Joseph Bills yeah, tonight, man. y'all. Max Let me get out, it to you Max one more time. Out. I appreciate you, bro. What an intro, man. Hey, well, you know, I, I would dream up more if I if I could, but Bro, I uh, you know, it. my uh, my dyslexic, medicated mind is getting old. I feel that as I continue. Now, before we go started, as you see, I, I am Walter Cronwright. I am Dan Rather Smoke Weed. I have notes. I prepare. Hey, not only that, I want to give you some flowers real quick. I'm in the lobby listening to you play music, bro. And I'm like, yo, I text my wife. I'm like, yo, he did his homework, bro. He playing them things. He played dollar bills. I was like, yo, he did his homework. He yeah, well, I listen, old cuts. The week before every artist comes in, I try to immerse myself in their music. Yeah. I go to SoundCloud. I go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I go to iTunes. Mm-hmm. I go to Spotify. I go to the places where they are either at or may have been, you know, because we'll get into it. Artists is a lot of different places right. where music goes over the last 10 years. Exactly. If you've been involved in music. You know, it's been a big transition, and uh, but I like going back to a lot of times on SoundCloud. You can find right, you find uh, some gems, people's older music, and I like to hear the evolution, or, yeah. or I like to hear you know. And we'll get into all that Definitely. before we get started. Over here in the cooler, it's a tradition. And uh, while you're deciding, I'll put on some instrumental music for us to bang in the background. I have uh, some beverages. I have uh, they're all sealed and ice cold. I have a water, I have a cold beer, I have a soda, I have a white claw, and I have a four loco. Which one would you like to start with? Now, you're welcome uh, to any during the show, but just which one would you you. like to start with? I would like to start with that good old White Claw. (laughs) You know, something told me (laughs) that you might, of everybody so far, you might take the White Claw. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to have no shame in my game about it. I'm going to finish the whole thing, too. Yogue Westwood didn't even know what a White Claw was, but he did mention that he has, him and his compadres have drank Zima in their time. Okay. So it's very similar. It's not that much different. A truly a White Claw, whatever it is. Got liquor in it? Cool. Right. In my my neighborhood, uh, with my wife and her friends, truly in White Claw rule supreme. Brother, you're preaching to the choir. Rule supreme. All right. While you crack that, I got some questions for you. I'll get some music on. Um, And, you know, you can just back out any of these if you need to. Blunt paper or a good book? Do you do you do you uh, do you medicate? Do you use cannabis pills? Very uh, incrementally. It's a from time to time thing for me these sure, days. Sure, um, which is rare for a rapper. Most rappers are like, yes, yeah, son, not now. Where is no, that? Yeah. You know. Uh, so there's been a time, and I, I don't know any weed smoker who hasn't like quit at one point or another. Whether it be some of a us day, made to, whether or it be just, a day or a year, or on probation, whatever. It's good for the spirit, though. Right? It? Yeah, it's real cleansing. So uh, last time I quit was for like eight solid months, and so now when when I come back and I smoke one, it's like it don't hit me the same way like i get super in my head about like so right, unless i'm right. only with the homies or i'm at my house i have nothing to do right. i'm like nah i'm good i'll pass some it, cats actually it's kind of funny some cats these days will be like yo i got to smoke with bills and they'll be like what like yeah man i smoked with him like so it's, it's kind of a rare thing <laughs> yeah, now, right? yeah, i can i can thing. appreciate that yeah. yeah yeah okay okay so if you when okay blunt or paper then when you are indulging when i am indulging i gotta go blunt okay cool cool blunt uh, beer, liquor, or water, usually? Liquor, then water. Liquor. I chase with water. Yeah, I'm a liquor and water guy. If, you, if you're if you an experienced drinker, you know you got to yes, hydrate. Exactly, hydrate. and why not just chase with the hydration? Okay. Uh, sativa, indica hybrid, or sativa, I don't care? Sativa, every time. Yeah, bro, I gotta when go you up. maxed out and keep that energy right, up, indica bro. just doesn't go with It puts me in the couch. Bills. Remember that right. old commercial right. where the girl was all you melt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, does that for me. a lot of people. Yeah, I that's me. You. Okay. Uh, bo- uh, beef, pork, or fish taco? 
if you say fish, can we count shrimp in that equation? Sure, sure. We can count shrimp. I'm yeah. still going to go beef, but shrimp's a close second. <laughs> <laughs> you threw me a curveball. Yeah. Okay, last question of this nature for right now. Explain Republican rappers to me. Explain How, how did we get to a place where we have you Republican know rappers? I, I think the only way to explain it is that hip-hop is an expression of self. Sure. So if that's what you believe in and you happen to rhyme well over a beat, I guess, you know, to each his own, to each his own. I'm an older man. When I was, you know, uh, uh, when I was a huge fan, I've always been a fan of hip hop. But when I was more active in DJing and uh, when I was more active uh, being an artist, things of that nature, there was a day when I couldn't have dreamed of ever having Republican rap. Of course not. Hip hop was very much anti uh, establishment. Power structure, establishment, yes. d- Democrat or Republican, they, they both crushed up the CDs, you know, yeah. and tried to do away with rap mm-hmm. to a certain extent. So, yeah, so to me, it's odd to have Republican rap. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's not odd for sure. It's, it's something that you wouldn't expect to see or even maybe want to see. But, right. you know, for their fan base, for those other Republicans out there right. that happen to like hip hop, you know, more power to you. You know, if you Apparently it- there's a Southern movement of white boys rapping <sighs> that... Uh, very much like California artists, they don't have to sell outside of their region. I don't right, think. I right. Don't so they're like, you know what? Make your money where you make it at. I'm not going to hate on you. Right. I probably won't ever listen to it. But, probably disagree you know, with you in principle. More right. than likely in principle alone. Right. Yes, sir. Got you. Okay, well, that's good enough. Someone, someone on the show actually blamed uh, Nas and Jay Z. They, really? They had a song called Republican, Black Republicans. Oh. Yeah, but that's a, that's a reach, though. You can't blame them for that, making that song. That's a reach. Yeah, that's a reach. That's a reach. Well, no, they, they, were, they more expressed the fact that uh, black people are, have more money now than maybe they've had True. For, in, in America in a while. And I'll tell you, you know? what, as, as, a, as a black person with money or even a white person with money, you usually want to vote Republican because they're probably going to let you keep more of that money. That's what everybody says. They don't let you keep that's more the of general that. thought, whether it happens. I mean, I guess it happens that way. I'm trying Bro, to get to have those right. My mama votes right. My mama's a doctor, so I think there's reasons for that. Right, financial. You know, from what I hear, it's usually financial. Yeah. and I appreciate your candor. Oh yeah, I, I appreciate. Hey, bro, candor. Joseph Bills can't never front, man. Okay. I got to keep it trill, man. Okay. I got to do. There's many songs where I mention it. I, I can't come on a radio show and right. just start no, capping now. No, so. no, no, that's no, fine. No, it's great. I appreciate that. What? Um, who played you hip hop first? Uh, that'd be my older brother. I love older brothers yeah. and uncles. Yeah, That's my older what brother. It is, right? He he got into because we were raised very uh, conservatively, grew up in a really nice, privileged lifestyle. So it's like that wasn't exactly exposed to me out in in where my uh, streets area would be. Um, so yeah, he got into that more, and then uh, I would hear playing in his room. And, oh, what's this? Oh, who's that? He had the big old CD books. Remember when we used to collect CDs? Oh, you know sure. what I'm saying? I remember. So yeah, we had all the Cash Money CDs. And, okay. Yeah, man, no limit. So yeah, shout out John for that. Shout out John, John. Big bro. Yeah. What was your first recording experience? And what what kind of equipment? What kind of situation was? It? So I guess that's a. I guess that's two part answer. My first recording experience total would be on a USB mic in my room on my computer. Okay. Um, recording vocals. They used to have this uh, this battle website called Lyric Wars. Okay, I remember. Could, I remember. Yeah. That. Okay, okay. Okay. So you could go on there. You could upload your 18s, your 16s, whatever. Okay. Uh, and you know people would vote on the site or whatever. So I happened. To, I made two different accounts on that site, and I was ranked number one and two. And the admin Incredible hit, I know right The admin emailed me He's like look fam I, I can see your IP address I know you're both of these people Which one do you want to keep Normally I should kick you off But this is kind of dope So uh, that was my first Recording experience with myself But my first actual Studio recording experience Was with uh, my homeboy Doc Strange Okay And um, you know I, I 
I didn't have any connections or nothing like that. I don't even remember where I met Doc at. Oh, through one of my other homies. Anyway, he said I had a home studio, right? So I'm, I'm like, yo, I got mad songs. I just want to record. He brought everything to my crib. The piano, the mic, everything. Wow. I was tripping. Right in the living room, he would, he made the beat. We made it from scratch. I just happened to have some bars that went with it. Recorded the whole joint. And um, it's actually on my first album, which I have one copy of left, which is crazy. Okay. Yeah, the internet don't like me. It never has. But I definitely, this is not online anywhere. And it's like 20 of my favorite songs you're talking about evolution bruh this is not, I might actually need to like send you something just so you can enjoy it yeah. you know as, as I'd love actual, to check it out as an actual listener sure. as soon as that you dug through my crates sure, yeah. you should see the first ones yeah. crazy bro. well a lot of times I think maybe it's like uh, when you're laying a verse down you, you may get it technically better the more times you uh, mm-hmm. record it but sometimes the energy of the first take the initial passion is is good and yes. raw, and it's something that you a lot of times can't recapture. So right. I think that might be the same for your first music, and a lot of your times, first project. You get a rawness yeah. that you kind of move past. But mm-hmm. sometimes we, you know, look back fondly at that raw. La- later in my recording experience, I would do that is that like you just said, like try to recreate something and it don't never come out the same. I stopped actually trying. Like if I do a scratch track in my crib on my Pro Tools, I no longer will go try to re-record that because as much as I try, it never comes out the same. I'll just send those raw, you know, waves to the engineer like, yo, make the best you can out of this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, exactly like you said, sometimes that initial capture is what was it supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What um are you are you from Oklahoma City? Is that Mm-mm. correct? Where are you from? I'm from I'm uh, from here, from Phoenix. You're from Phoenix. Yep. Grew up here yep. your whole life. Grew up here, yep. I grew up in Scottsdale, then uh okay. got old enough to move around, moved over to Mesa, Sunny Slope, trying to get a different taste of life, you know okay. what I'm saying? It's a, it's a whole different subculture in uh in suburb areas. I yeah. feel like that might be true to most suburbs in the nation. Sure. Um but then you know as you grow, you find out people are people anywhere you go. That's you know? true. You got the real, you got the fake, you got the ones that pretend to be real, really fake. That's so true. it's just um it was a, a nice learning curve to be introduced to different walks alive sure what do you think special about phoenix it's such a melting pot there's so many avenues for people to succeed in mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of times especially in this hip-hop scene people feel like there's only one way to win and i'm like man you can win over here you can win over here you can win over here and then you three can combine on a track and you can all win in each other's areas mm-hmm. and then you can keep going forward like that mm-hmm. but uh people like to scratch and claw and fight for the same cookie you know what i'm saying like, there's, there's a whole bag of cookies right over there man you'll right. get your own cookie right i agree i came from richmond virginia mm-hmm. and i'm new out here so i try to bring a new perspective when i speak to people but I notice a lot of the Richmond is starting to get over it. Um, there's been a lot of collaborations and a lot of artists supporting artists. Dope. And there's a lot of love spread now because it's a small town and yeah. it's not that big. But for years, uh, it's a lot of little cliques that didn't even weren't tried not to be aware of each other, right. much less collaborate. And I see some of the um, I see some of the crab in a barrel, maybe a mentality bit, right? here. Yeah. yeah, I see that. It's super pointless, and uh, it is pointless. And I try to bring that perspective to people, uh, being an older man, and and really, I try to bring the perspective of how good the talent really is here, mm-hmm. because I think. Uh, living here and everybody fighting for certain things, it's easy to not want to recognize yeah. how good everybody is. But yeah. There's just an extreme amount of talent. It, it's uh, insane how much talent, how many area. talented people there are, and especially with different genres of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some sing rap, some just bar you to death. But there's so many different people that are fit in so many categories that they can win in. You know? When I was listening to your music, I I really feel like you have a sound. Dope. I really feel like there's a Joseph Bills that's very maxed dope. out sound. Once upon a time, they'd re- say you need one of those, so that's awesome. You, I really you said can't. That. Well, I think it. I think it definitely drives 
uh, derives from your character and your personality comes across a lot through your music and it's uh, very positive, you know. Uh, but I noticed a few songs that when I was listening that uh, maybe had more of a boom bap feel. Mm -hmm. And I don't really feel like maybe that's your sound. Right, right. But I respected the fact that they were on there because I'm an old head and yeah, I love boom bap yeah. rap. There was one, um, I'm not sure I wrote it down, King. Oh, King Mode. King Mode. Super boom bap, right? I love King Mode Dog. because it's got an old school break yes. beat. You know, and that's, you know, I'm an East Coast guy. It so definitely got slept on because that that's, stuff uh, hits my heart. And yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe that record would be slept on in this area. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, I don't want anybody to get stuck on boom bap. It's not today. You know it, what I mean? Unfortunately, it's, it's not. It's yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, except for, you know, there's people in New York bringing yeah, it back for Griselda, New York. Yeah, That's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. But it's not natural for someone on the West Coast really mm -hmm. to have that sound. But I just want to let you know, I really appreciated that song when I was Very going through Very dope, your music. man. Yeah. I appreciate you finding that gem, man. Yeah, yeah. And there was a couple others. I may, I may, may not remember the name. Um, who was, when you first started paying attention to hip-hop in general, who was... Who was in charge of the West Coast on the big side, and maybe on the on the Arizona, the Phoenix side? Who was kind of the names that were pushing uh, when you started paying attention, or, or who may have motivated you? Maybe when you started making music, if that's a better uh, question. So when I started making music, I really didn't have my ear to the to the Arizona hip hop scene. At okay, all. okay. Um, there was definitely some Dipset, some Ludacris, some Eminem, you know, influences okay. there. But as far as when I first started paying attention out here. Um, honestly, you know, rest in peace, Trap, bro. He was he was the leader out mm -hmm. here that mm -hmm. that everybody, you know, if you had to pick one from here, who was, that was him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh, yeah, he definitely was one of the ones. Um, I used to record a lot with uh, Ben Cole, DC. He just dropped a joint. Okay. Um, Fix City Boys. Um, shoot, J Rob the Chief. He was always a name on my radar as I was coming up. Okay. Um, Futuristic for sure. Uh, I used to do a lot of those previous shows when he was just coming up. Okay. Um. Yeah, those are those are some of the names where when I started paying attention to the scene that right. were you know in my face. Right. How long did it take you to feel like for you to get going? Yeah, you know, um, a there's question. a lot of people are a lot of people are on their journey. Some people, like Yogue's story, was very different. He uh, he actually made a song as his calling card as an engineer and producer, and that song happened to take off for him. Go. So he found himself. Without a, without a lot of pre experience, you know, all of a sudden performing and doing artist things, and then cool. other people, you know, work very hard at, at open mics or, yeah. or smaller yeah. shows and building their fan base, and you know, and it takes a while. You know, I think Yogue's story is very rare. I think most people it takes a while, but for some people it's different than others. That's what I'm I'm getting to. How was your you know uh, because as I have come to you, you're a very established, well respected. Um, predominant artist of this area thank you man thank so that's you. that's the way i view you right but i'm sure on your journey yes. it wasn't always like that no, it sir. takes a minute to get to that point yeah definitely um so yeah i've been i guess going for it or on my way since at least 2014 2013 um but it wasn't I never had like a clear vision of it. It was always that I got something special. People should pay attention to me. Why aren't they listening? Why aren't they listening? Why aren't they listening? Mm -hmm. And then um, I think around 2016 is um, I like actually even fallen back from putting music out a little bit in 2015. And then 2016 rolled around and I said, hey, I'm going to get back out there. And I said to myself, well, instead of me just dropping a bunch of music and going for it again the same way, I was like, let me let me just 
try something different. I'm going to go and just follow through on everything I say I'm going to do this year, whether it's music related or not. Mm-hmm. Because my calling card used to be in you know, family, friends, school, whoever you knew me in walks of life would be uh, Joseph's phone is probably dead and he probably won't respond to you. But that's OK. That's Joseph. It was never no shade or no hate. They just knew, hey, that's Joseph. He'll never he'll never get back to you. A lot of artists are, are similar. To and that, I said, you know? I said, that's a terrible M.O. to have if I want to do anything successful right. in this life. In the business world. It's, yeah. Especially in business. So I said, OK, let me let me break that mold first. And so that's what I did that whole year. And then 2017 rolled around. I started hitting the circuit again. Tough. I'm talking like you said, every open mic, bro, chop and walk. We're going we're driving to Tucson doing little shows at the well, I can't remember what it's called. The Longhouse, low, Loud House, something. Uh, but yeah, every little joint I could possibly do. And I'm doing every show like there was a thousand people there. Uh, if, and if you're not paying attention, I'm rapping right next to you. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. if the car don't go that far, I'm standing on the table. Mm-hmm. I'm rapping right to your lady, man. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna pretend like you don't feel this. I mm-hmm. I'm making it. You feel it. He feel. I know you feel this, bro. It's mm-hmm. it. You can't not feel it. So I would just be in your face everywhere I could possibly perform at, and um, people started just remembering me like, yo, that dude got a lot of energy, bro. And that's where the max out is. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I've been saying maxed out since 2013 when uh, turn up was the phrase. Oh, right. I said. Like, you can't turn up if you maxed out. We live at 11 over here, right? right. They say lit, lit, lit. I said, now I'm over lit. What are you talking about, man? Right, like, right, right. So, um, and that's just, you know, my natural, like you said, it's my natural personality. I'm very hyperactive, man. Like, so um, that comes across in the music, comes across in my performances. And um, I really believe in what I do. I believe in what I'm saying. I really care. I love to do this. And so I think that comes across. And then people just started remembering my name. The more places I would go, I walk into a room. Shoot, I just went to a, a house, um, a mansion party, I think it was last night. My days yeah. run together. Shout out to Exclusive. Yeah, and my homie, there we go. My homie DJP, DJ. Yes, exactly. And uh, a lot of briefcase music, a lot that of great That was my homie's briefcase was up. Right, That's why sure. I went to go see. Okay. I walk in and bro, I'm getting like mad handshakes. And I'm like, damn, yo, like this is really, really dope. You the know bit, what I mean? What, your bills were already there? Bro, yes. Come on, man. It doesn't get better than that, bro, right? Bro, I walked in the party. I'm going to pour myself a drink. I'm looking at myself. I was like, Come on, man. Like, if it all stops tomorrow, I got to be so grateful with what God has blessed me with, man. I walk in somewhere and my name already all over the floor. Like, man, that was dope. Well, your name definitely precedes you in a good way, in a real way. Well, I love that. I, I, that's way. good to hear. Definitely good to hear. Who uh, who inspired you to t- take it so seriously? I mean, I, it sounds like you were serious. You took a step back and that empowered you. Um but who inspired you to to take music from just listening to it to actually doing it? What, what what do you think motivated you to do that? You mentioned your brother played you Cash Money, and you mentioned so, you had a conservative family. I had a conservative family as well. So um, check this. So I used to you know rap at the lunch tables, right? But I'm always rapping other people's raps, you know. Okay. And uh, you know, Lil Bow Wow was just coming out at the time. He's the same age as me. Okay. And I'm watching. He's in movies and he on the radio. I said. Why am I rapping this dude's rap? I can do this. I can write this. So that's why I started writing it. But as far as like taking it serious, serious, I think it just came a year where I was like, where I understood like nobody owes me anything, right? So although I have this talent, I got this gift, and I believe in it, and everyone that knows me believes in it. No one, I, no one has to support me. No one has to go play my stuff and buy my music. And I think it just clicked for me like, man, you got to stop rapping that angry rapper rap like, listen to me and just do what you love and find the people, find your people, you know? Right. There's enough, there's billions of people on this planet, bro. Someone's going to care about what you care about, right? We're certainly glad you got away from the rapidity rap anger. Do you know what I'm because saying? Because it's, it's a pit you can fall in, especially yeah. as an artist when you don't feel for like sure. you're being respected the right yeah, way. Because you, you know? get entitled, but it's like, bro, what have you done? 
done? Who are you? Why do I have to care about you? Right. So I tell anyone that asks me any type of what can I do or, bro, you be out there. How do you do it? I'm like, A, you don't ever stop. B, I don't really sleep a lot. You see, we were doing this interview. I just shot a whole video early today after I worked a shift. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. Well, you work a lot. And I know you work a lot on and off. But, you know, you work a lot regular. You work a lot hip hop. Yeah. You just work a lot. You're hard working. I have to, bro, because no one's going to do it for me. You that's know what true. I'm saying? That's so true. I think that's, that's a good what, lesson for a, everybody. A long, a long answer to a short question was um, basically I just got tired of feeling entitled. And I said, let me go earn it. And so that's when I just put the work in and I just haven't stopped. Mm-hmm. What, um... Did you, what do you think, um, you know, hip-hop, like we talked about, is you, you mentioned uh, you started around 2012, 13, and got serious around 2016. Hip-hop has gone through a large transition from hard copies to MySpace and YouTube, and it was very, you know, around the time you started, it was very confusing. Yeah. Now now everything's settled. We mm-hmm. know, you know, iTunes, Spotify, right. Tidal, we know where the music's at. We yeah. know where it comes out. And pretty much everything from independent, uh, uh, the most independent artists to the biggest artists yeah. come out the same way on the same platforms, exactly. which is kind of different for yeah. hip hop, uh, for the world, for of music, you know. But now it's easy. For a while there, it was transitioning. Um do you think any of the older ways are better? Do you do you still do you still press hard copies for an example? Uh, for sure, I still press hard copies because okay. people want to hold something, right? Yeah. I like CDs myself. You know, whether I put it in or not, I like to have it. I like right. to support that. I like the artwork. You know, what I'm, I'm saying always yeah, been a fan of yeah, artwork, and, and I always put something special. Like on my last one, uh, you know, you open it up. There's a letter to my fans. You're never going to read that letter unless you have that CD. You know, right, right. Um, so do I think it's better? For today, I can't say it's better. I can say that it's uh, valued still. And, um, you know, some people, the Internet don't work for them. And that's cool, bro. I'll, I'll always be out the trunk, bro. Like, shoot, I, what did I walk in here with a green shirt, right? We're on a green screen. Right. He's like, no, you got a green shirt. I said, don't worry. You got I a always shirt. got Bill's yeah, shirts. Bill shirt. Bills.com, I got Bill's shirts for sale. Holler at me. Like, it's the slogan for a reason. But, um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of doing it the old way because that's what worked best for me. I'm like an in-person kind of person, you know? Right. It, it's hard for me. Like, like, I'm a salesman at my job, but I'm a face-to-face salesman, right? A phone salesman. I don't, it don't translate the same, you know? You got to feel what I'm saying. Yeah, see it in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always gonna be that face to face guy, but I I'm telling you I'm dumping. I would think you'd be. I would think you would teach other people how to sell uh, with your. I don't. Man, if I you can could translate too. that energy to definitely. other people, yeah, I, I think, definitely. And the because main, I think your general energy is is good for sales. The main thing to think about too, whatever you happens to be that you're trying to sell, whether it's yourself or a product, is care about somebody a little bit. It's not gonna. You're not gonna lose nothing, and I promise you, you'll gain the world, bro. Right, right. Just a little bit of genuine care of another person, whatever it might be, in whatever field you might be in. It goes a long way because people are starved for it. Real talk. And it, I think it brings up why you know. I've new to the area, but uh, put in a lot of work out at the shows. Uh, I I watched you at the uh, anniversary for AZMT, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. performed there, yeah. And uh, so I love uh, DJing, being involved, watching artists do their thing. And uh, I'm uh, fortunately I've partnered with Respect uh, the Underground and Icon, and uh, we're booked through January because. I like to give artists their flowers. That's one of my shows, along with the mission. I like to sit down 
and help artists realize their potential, realize That's how dope. great they are. Because we need that, bro. You need there's there's definitely things missing here, and I'm trying to provide one of those, which is a good broadcaster that'll give people a good interview to like really get into their career yeah. and, their, and their goals yeah. and, and all of that. Um, I can tell just from the fact that you listening, you got questions prepared. Like it's crazy, you know. What and I mean? we like, can talk about this. Is just so I don't like you know this. I just no, like I to keep love it, it moving. Though, but so I love it though. You know, is anything else we can talk bro, about? We prepared, can. man. That's, which um that's dope. Which streaming service do you prefer? Do you think is the best? Um, the streaming service I prefer to listen to the most, probably just Apple, because I got an iPhone. Apple is a fan. What, um, is it, what about as an artist, then? As an artist, um, it's it's got to be Spotify, because it's just the most accessible, because they have a free version, right? right. They do pay the least, um, but I also get my music um, uploaded there the fastest. It's always at Spotify And people first. have said that more numbers are there, so even if you get paid yeah. less, you might end up still making more. It's, it's a tricky situation with people. People don't numbers, go to bro. Title. No. Because they got to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. The title pays out the most, right? Sure. They pay but, um, far yeah, the Yeah, it's a tricky situation with these numbers, man. Num- they say numbers don't lie, but that's not entirely true, bro. Right, like, right. Numbers can definitely lie, especially well, in I 2020. Well, I think, uh, I mean, I know as a podcaster and I'm sure as an artist, uh, you know, there's a lot of tomfoolery, forgive, yeah. forgive my language, fuckery that goes on yeah. online because anything could be created. It's at a little Never Never Land. So I think hard numbers somewhere. Uh, or what you have to end up showing people right. to prove your right. your worth because you ha- to get paid you have to prove and your the, worth. The That's biggest place for me where I can show those hard numbers to prove my worth is at a show. Yes, because the, the Max Out Mile. God bless everyone that supports me. Is Max. If you support me in the Max Out Mile, whether you knew it or not, but um, yeah, they show up and they show out, bro. We really we go hard when there's a, a one of the few people I've seen perform uh, in flat bottoms, which I think is another level. Flat bottom shoes for real. I, I don't see a lot of rappers performing in uh, in shoot dress shoes. Who did that? You did. I did. You, you didn't. I, I killed. Oh, wait, I, I did think, I do that at the anniversary joint. I think at the anniversary, I'm pretty sure you had flats on. In I my loafers. You, I think you had loafers on. Yeah. Yeah. I was impressed. I noticed things I'm like crazy, that. Crazy, bro. As a an monster, artist, bro. As an, as an artist, <laughs> as an artist, I'd have been falling all over Man, that you stage. You want to hear something even shoes. crazier, homie? And not just to be show you any of my slides with my logo on them, but oh, I, uh, I, I, I branded. Listen, young young artist out there, he's branded. That's God bills from head to toe. That's his logo. Check this out, though. I did a joint in these slides mm. at, my, at the Big Cat Energy 2 straight out the lovely Janae and her company they threw a benefit concert raised a lot of money to save some big cats mm-hmm. and um, my last song with my boy Ace the Biz I sure did perform in these slides and I almost slid and bust my ass <laughs> but I didn't because I'm a professional that's right that's <laughs> right do you have a go-to white friend uh, I, yeah, I got a couple of them, man. Uh, my boy. Not, not that you. I'm not. I'm not trying to make it like, oh yeah, I, I can do whatever. What I got a white friend. No, I think. I think. Uh, you know, we're in the day and age when uh, you know. Uh, people should. Not, you should have a go to yeah, white. You should friend. definitely have a go to white. You friend. might have questions. You, you know, not even the old joke about getting pulled by the police. Maybe Bro. it might help in that situation as well. But just to translate some of white America to help Listen, you out in the world. My, it, my go-to white who's friend your go-to white has got to be my videographer, Solo Visions, Dan Hayes, the soloist of Visions. And it is definitely because of getting pulled over. I've been with him, right? And this is many years ago, so don't judge me, listeners. Sure, sure. But uh, we on our way to a show, right, back when the Big Fish Pub was still the Big Fish Pub. That's mm-hmm. how long ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm smoking. I'm not driving. I got the little bowl To, up to the there. new listeners to the town, 
the Big Fish Pub was uh, uh, a regularly frequented hip hop okay. um, castle. Okay. Right, everyone went right. and came to the Big Fish okay. Pub. Right off. If you were uh, anybody University. that fucked with hip hop, yeah, you went to this place. You know about Just the for the people pub. like me that are new. There That's you like, go. Go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, we driving down there, and of course he's speeding, and you know we got some friends with us in the back, and I'm smoking up front, and we get pulled over. I'm freaking out, bro. Every time we get pulled over, I've never snitched on anyone except Joseph Jills. That's my government myself. I don't know how to not tell on myself. So anyway, he comes up to whose window? Of course, the passenger. It's on the freeway. He comes up to my window. Right. I'm just holding the thing right here under my thigh, bro. I'm losing it, right? He somehow, of the car smelling like liquor, smelling like weed, he somehow talked himself out of not only a ticket, but a, hey, man, make sure you get that insurance updated. Drive safely. <laughs> not once, but two different times as I've been with him. He calls me you know, from time to time, six, eight, nine months at a time, but he'll say, hey, happened again. I'm like, man... Two middle fingers to you, sir. How do you pull it off? I don't know how he does it, man. He sounds like a good white the friend to have in the, in oh, the, yeah. in the click. Yeah. And, and he does 99% of my videos, so he's definitely a good white boy to have in the click. There you go. Good white guy. Everybody, get you one. Get you one. Uh, I do run a service if you need to... Uh, <laughs> If you have white people in your life and you're not sure their true intentions or if you want to verify their outlook on life, I do run a service to where we will uh, validate your white folks for you. Um, I, I got plenty to talk about. Why don't we play a couple tunes and take a little break and then we'll come right back. I'm with it. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me get to I'm glad you're... Uh, I'm glad you're here tonight. What's what's uh, while I'm getting some of your music up? What do do we have any shows coming at all? Is there any shows on the horizon for Joe Bills? Man, it's the so Mansion Party was something last yeah, night. There've been a few things. I didn't perform. I just, right, you I just went to support. I got yeah, it, man. Um, shoot, I don't have anything booked right now. There's a couple people throwing a couple shows. I'm in negotiations with, but um, nothing's been settled yet. So. As a possibility, I could do something around Halloween. Uh, we might throw our own joy. I don't know, man. There's nothing in, in concrete yet, so y'all just got to stay tuned and, and keep bumping the music so I can get a couple dollars to keep, uh, you know, making this thing happen. Yeah, that's it. Let's get into yeah. this. Hey, 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 hey. That was King Mode from Joseph Bills. That was one of his more boom-back traps that, yeah. uh, you know, even if that's not your sound, if that's not how you're going to make your bread, I still like to hear those every now and then. You know, I like to do I them really every now and then. And, and I got something special You were just talking about maybe re rehashing those Yeah, lyrics. man. I said those bars are so slept I would maybe on, maybe remix it with a different boom-back yes. beat, but yes. don't, you know, yeah, keep it what it is because exactly. I love it. But yeah. I, if people aren't aware of that, I want to put them on to it because that's definitely a banger. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you digging in the crates for that. What um let's talk about some collabs. As we went through, uh you have a few collabs that I saw and I'm sure you have more that I didn't see. You you know, just for anybody who wants to know, I think you had uh hundred and eighty songs on SoundCloud. I'm oh, not damn. sure. I, uh, I didn't I didn't go everywhere, but I mean Spotify, you're everywhere. You have music everywhere and you have a lot very prolific artists. You have a lot of music. I've been blessed with some, some so nice maybe collaborations. I, I saw some of your collabs, maybe I didn't see them all. I'm gonna give you some names and you just give me the first word that comes to your mind okay. when we, when I name these people you've had collaborations with. Easy enough, simple Easy enough. enough. Um Davy Fresh. Monster. 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 He's a monster. He's a monster. Because I'm just familiar of uh, uh, the he's on the the remix. He's on that what's popping. But the the first track we did together is uh, uh talk about the first track. Negroes need me uh, okay. without the clean version. Okay. And um, 
it's funny because actually, and shout out to Trucker Steve, he had a, a contest where it was like a, almost like a guess how many ha- uh, fingers I'm holding up type of thing. Like, just guess some number, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a free video. Mm-hmm. And so me and, and Davi Fresh picked the same number. So he puts all in a group chat. He's like, look, y'all both won. What do y'all want to do? And I'm like, bro, I've been wanting to work with you. He's like, yeah, me too. So we just met up at my boy Fonz's house. Shout out to Fonzarelli Project. Mm-hmm. And um, man, we put together, that song is one of the, the biggest songs on stage. One of the biggest songs you can listen to. Like, it is just a beast of a track mm-hmm. so um yeah yeah he's definitely a monster first first word you you brought his name up uh so we'll get to him fonzarelli project uh, first word i'm gonna say is perfectionist mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets a lot of negative connotation being a perfectionist sure but i think people need to look at the other side of that coin if you're a perfectionist that means it's perfect that means what you're putting out is at a, a close to perfect level now i feel like he's a little bit of everything is he a producer oh engineer God. and producer, an artist engineer, is he all three and an artist triple threat the man can do it all. He does it and all. And a perfectionist. You should. How does he get anything done? Bro, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does He stays up till 5 in the morning. He wakes okay. up at noon and he it, just keeps going. Right, I got but, you. But, um, okay. yes, the music I've heard that people have not been uh, privy to is just otherworldly. And I can't wait for him to release it. Right. Okay. Well, that's, you know. And we don't have. I, I said one word. We don't have to keep it to one word. Yeah, I like fault. to get. No, 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 De La Prime. De La Prime. Uh, and I just say this to, to start you off. Uh, this is one of the artists that I heard his music before I, you know, saw him perform. and liked his music without meeting him immediately. And, uh, again, I think with you, he's one of the premier AZ artists. But De La That's Prime, it right that's there. my take S- Supreme Kai is De La Prime. He is just on that level that um, whatever that last thing it is that every artist needs to go, you know, worldwide mm-hmm. or whatever – He's there. I definitely think he's he, there. He's right there. Yeah. And whatever that little thing is, as soon as it hits him, he's going to be worldwide. In this in this crazy world of the internet, he's still got a certain amount of mystery about him. Right, right. Which, which is I think is key. Which is super dope, actually, too. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you, if you already loved him without seeing him perform, when you see him on stage, you're just going to be like, When okay. I heard the music, I was attracted to it. Yeah. And the more I hear the music, there's no, there's no you he's, know, everything is just better and better. Mm-hmm. His, uh, again, I saw him perform at the AZMT yeah. anniversary, yeah, yeah. I believe. And again, just the performance matches everything I had heard. Uh, you know, just an artist, artist. I yeah, think he's ready exactly, to go. Exactly. Um, I, I want to say this right. Jamie Cornelia. Hey, Jamie Cornelia. Yeah. Close enough. Cornelia. Yeah, the closest okay. one. All right. um, I would say her uh, elite. Is what I would call her because, okay. and she's one of those do it alls herself. She does all her own graphics, she sing, rap. What does she do? Uh, she has done a little bit of singing lately, but um, she raps. I mean, the bars okay. are out of the world. Does her own graphic The charisma right? is stupid. Okay. Um, the creativeness, the creativity okay. that she provides, whether it's music, graphics, whatever she's doing, is just on that level where you're like, bro. I, honestly, she's probably the one person I know that is like she's living fully off of music, fully mm. like. I'm talking no no job, no loans. Like well, she, that's an incredible. Every artist recognizes tours, that's an incredible. You feel step. me? Yeah, tours, yeah, state yeah. to state, has fan bases set up in different states that she just goes and eats in. Um, yeah, she's definitely uh, uh, an, ins- an inspiring artist that I've had the pleasure of working with. Awesome. Um, Chris Massive and the Dirt Squad. I don't know if they're two separate entities or they go they, together. They but, are. They are. Chris Massive, he also is an engineer, but okay. he is just a wordsmith. I'm going to put that for the first word that comes to mind. Just every verse I hear from him is just 
incredible. Um, okay. Dirt Squad, they are, uh, we'll say they're maxed out because they carry that energy every time we do a show together. They are just as hype. Great as name, my set, great as my name, set. by the way. You know for, what I mean? For Arizona, yeah. uh, group, great name. Yeah, them, them boys always bring it every time. The passion is there, and um, yeah, they got big things in their future too. And I will say, no matter what kind of beat you're rapping over at the mission, we definitely appreciate someone who can put the words together. Oh yeah, a wordplay. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, know, it's, it's rap. It's you know? rap. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you that got sweet, something. The sweet, the sweet sound of talking that shit. Yeah, you know exactly. That's what I love. Um, last but not least on this list, Doc Strange and Ra Ra. Oh, bro, the OGs, bro. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned that that was uh, yes, early on, so I, I, I saved them for last. Oh, jeez, uh, bro. Ra Doc Ra. Strange and Ra Ra. Ra Ra, we're going to say the leader, bro. He's just, when he... he when he raps bro like he just makes you want to be better he makes you want to get better you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. and then uh doc strange he, he's just like the boss bro he he's the he owned his own record label his own studio engineer produce rap like just he, he's a beast all around bro beast all around mm-hmm. what is your what what do, what do you think your main general motivation is when you're doing a collaboration i know some some artists just get on there to you know kill everybody with mm-hmm. the lyrics and right. some, some people uh you know, focus more on making a better overall song and project. What is what is your for me, motivation? For me, I believe it's going to be closer to that ladder because, um, and I always get so mad at the people I collaborate with, be, collaborate with because it always ends up being a verse that I wish I had on my own record. Like for some reason, I always write better on a collaboration track, right. and it's irritating to me because half of the collaborations I've done, seventy five percent I've done, aren't even out yet, and I'm like, fam, right. you got to drop this. People don't know I can rap like this you gotta drop it yeah it's tough when you when it stays in someone else's hands and you can't control the output or when it drops and all that unfortunately unfortunately um have you ever had a bad experience with a collaboration did it did other other than them just not releasing the material did you you have a studio session that went wrong or did you have something that just you didn't even finish recording it or um dang you know what? Did you have any bad experiences? As I'm sitting here racking my brain, I really cannot recall a bad collaboration well, that's experience. Good. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's I feel positive. like pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty blessed that's to good. to never sure. have one of those. Yeah, it's usually people that I've either at least encountered or have heard of, or they've heard of me. You know, either they're a fan of me or I'm a fan of them. Mm-hmm. So I think that mutual respect is always there. So it's never it been starts from there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even the last one I did, you know, dude was cashing out the engineer, and I was like, "Well, what's the ticket?" He said the number. I'm like, yeah, I got you half. He was like surprised. He's like, for real? I was like, what you mean? Yeah, I got half. Like, okay. we building this together, bro. I'm right, not the right. mooch. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And he's on that level, too. So it's not like either one of us paid each other. So right. I'm like, I got half on this. We're going to get half the royalties together, right? Sure. I got half the expenses. Yeah, that's respectful. It's of honorable. Course. I appreciate of that. Um, I, I see. I hear that you have a lot of diverse production. And I look at the names, and it's a few, you know, it's a lot of people. Um who is your? Do you have a go-to producer? Do. do you like to go with other people? Who's your go-to? Let's talk about abstract. Him. Is my go-to guy. Mm-hmm. He. We've been through ups and downs, and we ended up on top of the mountain. The boy is just gifted, and um, there'll be times where I'm like, "Yo, man, I really need this like West Coast, like Oakland, like Bay Area kind of slap." But I want you to still like bring that like anthem type and whatever I explain to him, he sends me, and mm-hmm. it's like. 
it's always right on the money. That's talent. It's right on the money. And most of my biggest records or most loved or favorite records have been an abstract production. It, it, it's abstract on the beat. Uh, every tight, time, man. Tight, tight. Yeah. Where do you uh, record at these days? Uh, mostly, I'm recording at uh, Fonz's studio, Numenaris. Okay. Um, I do okay. also record uh, here, HKS, in the B room mostly. I haven't recorded with Brian yet. Uh, okay. But Felix is a mastermind. El Gato. He's a mastermind. Well, that's good. Your home team. Your home you know? Team. Um, and then also, also, Digi Labs too. I got to shout out Digi Labs. They've okay, been there for I've a heard lot, that name before. Yeah, I've too. heard that name. Yeah, I've heard that name. Who is your favorite Arizona artist? My favorite Arizona other artist, than, other than yourself, because you know, I, right? You got to be your own favorite. Yeah, you got to be your own favorite. You know, <laughs> uh, real talk. Uh, my my actual favorite to see to listen to is got to be De La Prime. I, I I can totally agree with I, that. I, I think it's just the energy, bro. Like we, the energy it, it carries it for me, bro. And you believe him when he's rapping. You know what I'm saying? A lot of cats you hear it, you're like, ah, maybe, you know. Yeah. Uh, but when, when he speaks, you believe it. And um, very I mean, authentic. Very exactly. And that's that's my major thing. That's what I want to bring across in my music: authenticity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are, and that's you what, can't fake no funks, bro. That, you can smell it. It leads me to my next question: What what for people? Maybe an artist out there is trying to find their own sound or personality. What do you think makes authentic music? Music. What is a component? What is what gives you that feeling? Of I think you just gotta music? know who you are. Oh shit! Some uh, shit fell down. Shit but happens. That's okay, yeah. You gotta know who you are, and even if you're still figuring it out, whoever you are, you know, the realest version of yourself is what you gotta give people. Sometimes being real about the fact you're figuring it out is an interesting. Do you know what I'm saying? Take. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to fake the fun. Like you yeah. asked me, oh, I grew up in Scottsdale, and my wife's always like, I know you're not proud. I'm like, it is what it is. I can't control where I was born. You know what I'm saying? We'll get into that. And, and if and if somebody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, that's just one of the aspects that, as a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like in a oh a rich area, like of course that's gonna be sure. something that's frowned upon and it is what it is at this point you know what i'm saying question Can't control it, it. question it at least you know what i'm saying so that's where it's like okay cool but press play on something and then tell me what you think right you know right, right. watch a video and then tell me what you think come well, to a show in, in reality people have a lot of perceptions and feelings but in reality we've been beyond that argument yeah for years yeah you know, run dmc's parents Worked hard, but we're not poor, poverty stricken. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of we've had rappers People struggle for years, in different areas. We've had you know? rappers for years that their family weren't poverty stricken. Yeah, you know, that, and, and that, still made great careers for themselves. Right, you know right, what I'm saying you great know. names. Some people themselves. have been more honest about it than others, and I think we're at a day and age where you have to. be Yeah, see, it, it's it. where it's where the it's, that's where it is. Where if you try to hide it, or you're not honest about it, and it comes back to bite you. But even I'll be honest with you, it still don't even come back to bite you. I mean, look at Rick Ross; he got outed for being a prison a correction facility guard. It didn't matter. He still put M's and M's and M's in his bank account. Some people just don't care, bro. It is what it is. If you make good music, that's all they care about. And you know what? And, and I think we're finally at a place where that is more all power that matters. More I power to you. I think we're in a good place. Is it good? Great. I like it. What? Um, when I first went to Scottsdale, now, mind you, I'm a, I, everybody may not know this, but I'm a 50-year-old white guy from the South. And when I went to Scottsdale the first time, it felt very white, even for me. Bro, it's very what's it, what's it like to grow up as a black man? And no matter where you grow up, you're still a black man. What's it like to grow up as a black man in Scottsdale? I'm interested genuinely. I've, I'm not a racist, but I no, am. I, feel it. That's a I great am. Question, I am man. kind of a racial guy. I've had to deal with race my whole life, being a white guy in hip hop, and we're still dealing with some of those obstacles and hurdles. Which is crazy. It's 2020. Come so, on now. So I'm. But yeah, I think we're getting to a place where it doesn't matter as yeah. much. You can be pretty much anybody. But but that's my question to you: is not to dwell too much on it. No, but you. What was it like as a black man to grow up in Scottsdale? 
understand. So it was it was cool as far as I knew, right? As a, as a young as a boy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is great, whatever. I'm going to swimming in my friend's house. We got pools, you know what I'm saying? But then that, that's when I, when I brought this up earlier, talking about people are people everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of two facedness that I experienced maybe through my like middle school to high school years mm-hmm. where I'm like, that's Yo. when it starts to get real. Yeah, right? and I'm yeah. like, I thought we was friends, and you're hearing things that people are saying mm-hmm. and thinking, and you're like. Mm-hmm. I'm blindsided. Like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I just spent the night at your house. Like, I thought we was boys, you know? So it's, so a lot of that two-facedness is what drove me to be like, yo, let me move to anywhere else. Bro, I'm talking, I'm on Lawnmower and Dobson. I'm on Sunny Slope, like I said. Like, and I, like, I liked to be in the hood. I enjoyed it because the friends I met down there that still respect me for who I was, they're like, yo, how is... How is Joseph the one down here bringing this and that in? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he from Scottsdale. He, mm-hmm. he hooked up. Like, whatever. But it was the genuineness, whether they liked me or didn't like me, it was more upfront. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't have to wait years and years to find out, oh, we're not really friends. It was a, right. I don't mess with you, right. or I do. And so that's what I really appreciated when I started moving around. But then, as like I said, people are people, bro. And, you know, the fake is everywhere. Real is everywhere. Sure. You know, you just got to sure. gotta find it. You got to embrace it and just keep your people around you. That pretty much encapsulates my experience in, uh, you know, hanging hanging out with black people in hip hop. It was just a realer, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, people liked you or didn't like you. You found out quicker. It, it was immediate, a lot quicker. immediate and usually more passionate mm-hmm. one way or the other. Exactly. You know, and when I came along DJing, rapping, being a white guy in hip hop. It was, you were somewhat magical. People treated you somewhat like you were a, a unicorn, a unicorn, yeah. a magical, this magical person. Well, especially when you and I could tell. I mean, shoot, I've seen some of your battles, and I'm like, yo, he rap raps like. Yeah. So, it, like I said, the talent speaks for itself. Yeah. You could have all the preconceived notions you want, but as soon as you press right. play on something, what's you'll find out? out what's up. And people figure out with me pretty soon. It comes from a genuine love of hip hop, exactly. And I love seeing people express themselves through hip hop. You know, and I like to sit down and talk and share experience. Because I think life, at the end of the day, you know, you, you, what do you get money for? You get money to have better experiences. Exactly. That's all it's you, for. You get money to have better stories to tell your friends That's and brag about. For, you get bro. money to have a better experience with a with a better female yep. or a better male or yep. whatever your, your swag is. And, you know, so at the end of the day, all we have is experiences. So I think it's incredibly valuable to sit down especially with artists, mm-hmm. and share these experiences. I think the people listening, the, the artists, yeah, can, they can, can get a lot. It. It's just in general entertainment. And me having been an artist and a DJ for a long time, I think I have a good perspective on it. Yeah. I, I like to sit down and listen to you. I would songs. agree with that. I would agree with that. But I appreciate you for saying that. That's why I'm here, and that's why I like to do it. It comes from a genuine place. Um, have you ever had... Now, I'm, I'm, sometimes when I ask artists questions, I kind of know the answer, but I have to ask it anyway. I love it. Have you ever had rap beef? Not real. Not for real. The only rap beef that I would have had would have been, like I said, on that little battle site when I'm like 13. I haven't had any actual... I think it's interesting you started out as a battle rapper. When did you which let is nuts, when right? did you let you don't come off like that. You At come all. off as an artist artist. Yeah. Which is usually it's very easy, you know, people are leaning one way or the right. other and it's usually easy to tell. What that's one thing I wanted to address. I'm glad that came back around. What got you away from battle rap? 
just a life in general. Because, um, like I said, that was just online anyway, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't in, even in no, 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 events. that wasn't in the streets, no, nowhere right, you right. could go. That wasn't a face to face thing. Right. So when I started making music, like all my all my songs early on would come across like as if it was a battle. And my boy, like shout out my boy DJ Sibley, he was like, "All right, cool man, but can you make a song? Like, or, do you even know what bars are?" And I didn't even. I was writing my stuff out, look like. Uh, like an essay you know what i'm saying just sentences that i would just read he right. was like bro you gotta structure it you gotta have bars there's too many right here like you gotta what have was his name bars. let's give him a DJ. shout out dj dj yes dj sibley bro and um straight up yeah he was the first one to be like all right cool you can rap but what about making a song mm-hmm. and so then i started to shift my focus to okay let me make something as a song and then years and years go by and i'm like okay because, you know, I don't know about every artist, but I went through periods where they're like, yo, we want to hear this from you. And I'm like, cool, let me give you that. Oh, we want to hear this. All right, let me do that. Let me do that. Let me do that. And then I look back 10 years later and Kendrick Lamar blows up doing what I was doing when I started. And I'm like, yo, I could have just stayed the course. Before you were listening to everybody you else. feel me? Right, I'm like, before right. I started. And, and I'm not saying to ignore opinion or critique, especially from someone you trust or right. someone that has a good ear that has your best interest at heart. You should always listen to those. Take it with a grain of salt. Maybe implement their advice. Maybe not. But still soak it up. Um, but I'm just talking about like random people like, nah, man, you should make a club banger. Like I, I didn't used to go to no clubs, bro. I didn't care about no clubs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Um, so yeah, it just came to a point where I was like, okay, let me, let me try to make something that someone can enjoy and then listen to again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think, uh, it's kind of like a puzzle. It is. Don't you think make right, it writing is. songs really is kind of like a, it's kind of like a puzzle. It's it kind of like a, a very intricate the the words and it's all to what your goal is. Are you trying to be the most intricate wordsmith? Are you trying to mm-hmm. make a good song that flows easily? Right. Whatever your goal Try is, it's like somebody. it's like a different puzzle. Yeah. So you know, and and some people put together very the in, best artists can put together a bunch of different puzzles. Right. A bunch of different kinds a of puzzles. a bunch of different puzzles. Three Ds, jigsaws, two hundred, two thousand piece, whatever. Right. I agree, and it's a it's a really is an art to it do you follow any conspiracy theories oh yeah all right so check this out when you so, say f- all right because i we can go all night i don't want to go all, we could go all night if you're that kind of guy <laughs> when you say follow well what are you yeah what what's on your plate right now i want to theory i want to know okay who says the earth ain't flat i'm not saying i'm a flat earther what i'm saying to you is right now in texas there are there are school books that say that slavery was a migration right that's what they're teaching right. kids yeah. so 20 years they're from now it, right. when those kids grow up and they honestly believe right. slavery was a migration they don't know no better that's what they were taught so all i'm saying is we were all taught every one of us were taught this is it the earth is it but so what? They could have made that up, and then now we just all the offspring that believe. I'm they could have been guessed. They could have, and honestly, they could have been guessing, and you just know. they don't want to come off that it's been so accepted. They, they don't want to come, come back off now, the, right? But I'm just yeah. saying, like for instance, like one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, what, what kind of conspiracy theories are you? Into? I'm with you. Well, I, I like those. I like the big ones, but I also like the personal ones. Like my personal one is. What's going on with spare change? What's going on? Oh yeah, because. Um, they tell me, say, oh, people aren't going to the people aren't shopping and going doing retail as much during the COVID, and so that's responsible for the change not transpiring. Shortage. But I, I have a hard time believing that because, uh, first of all, like if you have nine customers that go into the store, most of those people are gonna, you know, need change. They're gonna take change. Exactly. They're not gonna give change. Only old ladies and. Yeah. 
and uh, he, exact Hebrews, people <laughs> like myself yeah. that are very tight with money. Right. We carry you extra change. Yeah. Or, or if you don't like to carry change in your pocket, you give that change so you can get an even dollar back. Mm-hmm. There's very few people that do that. So what I'm saying is most people use a card. Of the people that use cash, most people are taking cash from the business. They're yes. not giving it. Right. So how did those people not coming in decrease the amount of cash it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. sense it doesn't make any sense at all and what they're trying to do is they're trying to train you into a cashless society it's, it feels it's that way fact. i'm telling it feels you that it's way. a fact it feels like this had to come from the federal government it down. did of course it because did. when you actually do the research on how much money they they meant not the cash but the actual change that they meant every year um for it all to just be gone all is, of a sudden in six months it's pretty in eight months it's pretty really? rare yeah, all it's of pretty, it in america that's a weird thing to me that, and you know uh, how unreal money is like you know the federal oh sure yeah. bro you ever heard of the bilderberg group oh yeah okay i'm, so I'm, I'm hit, all i'm all the way there with it. you you hip to it i'm all the way there when you started talking about uh you know flat earth i'm thinking eddie bravo and i'm thinking uh you know i don't know if you know who eddie bravo uh-huh. is but he's well you he's uh MMA guy, friend of Joe Rogan, but he's a big proponent of the flat earth. And, he, he, you know, he doesn't look him up now. He doesn't like talking about it. He doesn't want to be the poster child for conspiracy theory. Right. Yeah. But it's a lot. If you look into it, like he says, it's a lot of weird things about the flat earth. And there's a lot of weird things about things we've been told. And if you know in the medical field, you know, the Egyptian history, they they uh, uh, have fought very hard to keep this idea of everything happening in the last 5000 years to stay true to the Bible. Bible or their yeah. interpretation of the Bible. And time and time again, it's been proven the Sphinx is older and everything's older mm-hmm. than what we've been told. So I very much agree with you that you cannot rely just on what we've been told. Because right. we've all, we're constantly told a bunch of bullshit. Exactly. And people, especially doctors, uh, they don't admit as much when they're wrong. They don't admit no wrong. Nobody when, can you say, know, all right, yeah. our bad, you know. You know. We, we don't want to dive too deep into that. Why Scottsdale? If someone's moving to the Phoenix area, why Scottsdale? Well, it's just nice. I mean, if you, if you, I mean, if you want to live somewhere that's nice, that's the bear. That man, I tell you, you. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you? I swear, you. Are you? Do you it's, sell real estate during the day? Nice. What do you do? Yeah, because it's nice. I, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Me, and my wife just moved to North Phoenix a couple of years ago. Um, just nothing crazy like Seventh Street. Um, but. When I still drive around where I used to live, I swear to you, I still feel like a little uncomfortable. Like, I don't like going places where I got to feel uncomfortable, bro. And a lot of those places I go to shop or eat or anything, being a black man in a grossly uh, white populated area do you right? have a do you have like a card you could flash to be like no i grew up here like, right I, like no I, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. I, no I, i'm one of the good ones well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, joseph man. bill scottsdale for, for, right, for scottsdale 30 years or whatever i, I yeah, promise yeah. 25 I promise. years i've been here i'm good no man, man there's no card it don't matter bro yeah. it, you know when you look like me they treat you like like you look yeah that's what it is and that's cool hey if starberry can get pulled over in a bentley then yeah, it right. could happen. It could happen. All of us, right? You know? Even I could get yelled at by an old white lady Real in a grocery talk. store. It Probably, happens. bro. Yeah. No, I did. It you did. got polo it, on. Yeah. It on. did. It happened. The it <laughs> um, Joseph Bills sound, like I mentioned before, I think you have a, a sound, and I think you kind of, you kind of encapsulated in the max out, max out, mm-hmm. the double max outs. When did that? When did the max out? We talked about that when the max out phrase came about. Um, and you said it was inspired by uh, getting lit, getting. Uh, so it, it was really. Ins- I'm over lit, so I'm maxed out. It's inspired I'm, about going against 
what so-called quote-unquote is in or cool mm-hmm. or whatever right mm-hmm. see i'm not up on trends at all i wear all my, my own clothes a lot of people say great branding like you like you you know shouted me sure. out for sure. a lot of times i don't know what the cool clothes are so right. you know what i'm gonna wear my own clothes that's right? why i wear polo because it's Real talk, that was out. that yeah. was my go-to yeah, polo yeah, man was sure. the only thing that i was like love to wear but yeah, yeah. um uh the max out is really just because it's like it's it's okay to just be on this level all the time. Like you don't got to chill. You don't got to calm down. Let them come up to your level, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you up here, you don't have to regulate yourself to fit into their box. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right. go all the way, go balls to the wall. You know what I'm saying? All in all the time. You feel me? Do everything, be everywhere all the time because that's, that's how I live. And you know what? The people that rock with me, they live the same way. So there's more of us out there. And if that's you, if someone's telling you all the time, Oh, calm down, be like this, be like that. Be like, nah, man, I'm gonna max out. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can either get with it or miss it, bro. I think I think it's incredible. Like, I, I maybe it's because you came up with that such a while ago that you've just kind of, you know, cooked it down to its rare essence. But I mean, I don't know, just the combination of your personality, your music, your energy, the maxed out slogan. I mean, it all, you know, it all just comes across so genuine and authentic uh, as you. Thank you. And, it and, is. and it makes, really is. makes you. Uh, a bit of a character, which I think you know is what makes our uh, hip hop. It does. It that, makes a hip hop go. It's a package. They can sell it now. Right, right. And your whole thing. It's a, this big ball of positive energy. I think it's great, and it's really different. You don't always get that, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I like to live that way, man. I, I'm a I'm a real big believer in cheek turning, bro. Um, I don't get mad. I get money when my favorite songs. That was that song was born from a situation where I got cheated in something, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, I can go back and get this. Fifty dollars, I think it was what I got cheated out of. But you know, what I ended up doing that day. I ended up making a five hundred bucks instead. Right. So it's like you can get mad or you can just get money. And you know what? If somebody cheats you in this life, people, everyone listening, just look at that as the cost of doing business. That's how much it costs to find out that person's character. Right. Don't be mad at them. That's that's what they do. That's in their nature. Now you know for X amount of dollars, right. you don't have to mess with them. If it's a little amount of money, sometimes it's good to buy people off. Hell yeah, man! There's been lots of little and some big amounts of money where it's like, cool. That's that's all it took okay because i'm gonna be doing this forever bro and one day i'm gonna get to that place where you're gonna be like yo i know him like now nah, you knew him right. you knew him remember you you opted out of your contract right you have for no, x you have amount no, of dollars you have no access for 50 dollars. you bought out you feel right, me right. um mega ran along with a lot of artists uh show you a lot of respect and salute you and i just saw him speak bro that meant the most to me man is is uh you can talk about that and then talk about uh is that important to an artist in their career to have the respect of uh, Your their fellow artists and maybe, you know, people that are m- maybe five minutes ahead of you in the moves they're making? You know, when somebody turns around and says, I like that guy. Is yeah. That, is, let, talk about that. Uh, what You know, Mega Rand's comments on you and, and, the, and, and the effect on your career uh, having the respect of other artists the way you do. I mean, it's actually been a, a, a really big motivator for me to people that I look up to to then turn around and be like, oh, yeah, I see you out here. Mm-hmm. Like, especially because. One thing is I don't work so hard so that they do, but um, I'll put it like this. I, like, I've never been the kind of guy to ask for favors, and I might have missed out on a couple that I could have asked for, mm-hmm. but my philosophy has been to work so hard that I end up in the same room as you anyway. Mm-hmm. And then when you turn to your left and you're like, oh, yeah, I see you everywhere I'm at, let's work. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, that's how I got my first feature with De La Prim. I just happened to just be everywhere all the time working my ass off to get booked on these shows, and boom, he's like, oh, yeah, I know you. I got a verse for you. You know what I'm saying? And he charges. He charges for oh, verses sure. as he should. Yes, you know? As he should. And yeah. he gave me off the strength. You know what I'm saying? 
that was just the first one. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and Mega Randy saying like that when uh, anytime I see him, man, it's always love. Like I get starstruck, bro. Like I'm not afraid to be a fan, and I think some cats are, and that's okay. That's your lane or whatever. But I'm never gonna be afraid to be like, yo, bro, I look up to you. I respect what you do. Man. We were all like, fans first. Let's be honest. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah but some people, for you know, and it might not be part of their persona or whatever. But for me, like I'm just me. I'm just Bills. Like I'm always gonna show love, man. Like I enjoy seeing people win truly genuinely to my core you feel me like i want i want you to win you know what i'm saying because a you gonna get what you've been working for and b i'm gonna learn something from it bro i'm gonna get a gym somewhere seeing how you stuck to your guns or how you negotiated a deal or how you marketed something like you know what i'm saying there's we could all learn from each other and i think um the more the more open we are to give people their flowers shout out to swerve 360 um, the better life's gonna be for all of us, bro. Wednesdays, I'm gonna clip that out. Wednesdays, 5:30 yeah. p.m. AZ time, right here on Respect Underground. And we got the drop. And we got the drop. And we got the drop. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting in tune with getting all my drops together and everything. Bro, so I'm I appreciate you dropping I'm gonna send that. Send you one. over whatever you need, bro. For I real. appreciate it. Let me turn that down a little bit. But, where, where did you get your work ethic? You have a supreme work ethic, which in a lot of artists, uh, due to lack of organization, due to lack of role model, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. A lot of artists have trouble with with work ethic, and I'm gonna be. I'm going to be honest, um, a lot of people, and I'm not even saying just young people, I have a lot of friends my age that had a problem with work ethic. A lot of people in general. So this is a human problem. Maybe you can help out humanity right now with your answer. Maybe it's a personal solution and you can't help people. But what do you owe the uh, respect and credit to your work ethic? I owe my work ethic to understanding that that nobody cares, Right. And it might sound harsh or, or blatant, or but honestly, like nobody cares. What are you gonna do to make them care? So a lot of cats get hung up on trying to impress, um, maybe their peers. Maybe they want to impress the people around them. Don't do it to impress somebody, do, bro. Do it to be the best at whatever it is you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and then realize that you have to do it every day. You got to do it every day, bro. So it's like and even if you don't have the means to to drop a video every month like we're doing this year, shout out Joseph Bills. So much content. I got to we'll we'll get into that. I got to respect you. Just so much content and it's all been good. It's not, you know, but it has to be right because it's like I look at I look at what it what it boils down to and I know I'm long winded story time but Joseph Bills gets away from me. What it comes down to is you need fans to win this game. You gotta have you gotta have fans, bro. Real fans, not casual. It, fans. it can't be it can't be just all your other friends that rap as well that support you. You will never make it to that level you want to make it at. Unless that's where you want to go, then great. But I want to do this forever, full time, where I don't clock in at all. To where I employ the people that have been riding with me for ten years, to where they have jobs now doing this. We all taking the same flight to go across country world tour you know what i'm saying like i want to put people on that put me on so it's like my work ethic comes from knowing that nobody owes me anything Mm -hmm. and regardless of how good i think i am i need to always get better i need to always be better and so um when it just hit me i think like i said it was 2017 it was hit me like bro i gotta do this and i gotta do it for real you know what i mean it can't just be a hobby it can't be for fun i hope you have fun with it i have fun doing it every time except all the business side yeah. but it has to get done and unless you got the bread to pay someone that even then even if you pay someone to do all this business stuff for you if they don't actually believe in you how, what do you even know that they're doing right. can you even depend on them doing the things you know right. what i'm saying like whatever needs to be done i don't know that you can so um it comes down to me just having the the self awareness to know that what i want to do in this life what i want to do with my gifts and what i need to do to get there all right do you have management i don't 
So you're doing this pretty much all yourself, solo dolo, except for the the close homies that that help me with you know the aspects I need help with. I think that's uh, I think that's important. Uh, I come from a place where uh, on on a lower level, uh, not only are you at a level where you should be doing it yourself because you learn the business so that one day if you are employing people to do it, you know how to check mm-hmm. up on them. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a construction family, uh, building houses and, and remodeling. And uh, when I got into it as a young man, I didn't understand why my father was making me learn all of the subs work, right. the plumber, the bricklayer, electrician. I had to watch them to learn their work because being in charge of the whole project, you have to know you got to know what to check for. You got to know what what your what your teammates are doing on the project, mm-hmm. and I think I I, uh, I compare that the same to uh, having a rap career. Um, eventually, if you get a manager or a publicist or an agent or a booking agent, these type of people, you need to know what they're gonna what they're supposed to what be doing can, for yeah, you. Yeah, what they're supposed because to because if you don't are. know what they're supposed to be doing for you, then you have no reason or you have no idea how to check them if exactly. they're not doing it correctly. They can tell you anything, but if you can't look up on it, then right. how do you know it's even real? So, is, and in these days, with all the stories and the VH1 shows we've yes, seen and heard, we, we really we really can't afford to just say, "Hey, I got tricked anymore." Can nah, we? We man, can't. We, too much information you got google man there's always more trickery going on the record uh, companies have adapted to the streaming age and oh, yeah. and we've settled oh, into a new so much money. we've settled into a new era of robbery and trickery and chicanery and so it's up to you whether you want to enter that world or as not, hard as you know? as hard as we're working to get what's ours they are working twice as hard to keep it exactly Exactly. And there was a shakeup at first in the general Internet. We all thought the Internet would be a super escape of freedom mm-hmm. of the Big Brother system. But they forgot that Big Brother knows about the Internet, too. And he just reworked the situation to, to his benefit. You know, Shout out to those culture vultures out yep. there doing it. Yep. But, you know, if you're doing it without a manager and you're doing it on such a good level, what do you think would what, what is the stepping point where you think you would sign to a management company? What, what I'm do you look, see that in your near future? What is the I step s- that I make see it in my future for sure? And, and the step is the people have told me you can reach out to people and you can hire them and boom, boom, boom. But I'm like, yeah, but look, I'm waiting for that one person that has the connections I need to get where I need to go to be like, yo, I see you. I can't believe no one's making millions of dollars with you yet. This is what I can do for you. And I'm just waiting for that person that can come along and provide those things that I can't do for myself. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, it's out of here. I want you to take 20%. I don't care if it's 15, take the 20, you know what I'm saying? But deliver on it, you know? So Smoke, let me get Sm- in those places. Smokey was on here last week, and he, uh, Smokey Dollar. And Shout he, out Smokey Dollar. He's the truest. Okay, you like him? Dick oh, yeah. Him. He had a situation where he signed to a manager, and it just didn't work out because he, he was very clear that at this point in his career, he just doesn't have enough business so that 20% is worthwhile for someone to work to, you know, he had right. that kind of situation, and uh, that's where again I think it leads to be where you can do it yourself. You, you, you know? really can. It you just, really can. If you got a smartphone or a laptop, you and know, you don't mind working, and you don't mind working, it's but a it does lot, take a lot bro. of work. It's it is constant. It's constant. I think more is expected from an artist now than, than ever. Is. I mean, when I look and see the the tweeting and the 
you got to already be on for making, them to try to pick you up. Making the memes and 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 Fam, you know how much time and getting the people. If you're not doing it, getting the people to support you and and have these other uh, accounts that that share and promote mm-hmm. your music. Doing it on an independent level is surreal, and 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 now more than ever. So I admire. It's part of why I admire artists that go through all that just and to get their self expression. That's honestly what I appreciate the most. Like like. I hit you up and be like, hey, man, you mind sharing this thing? I expected the one sharing, I would have been super happy and grateful. Sure. Bro, you shared it like all week. And I'm like, yeah. yo, like this. Did we get to 500, by the way? We, uh, we got, we're at 630 now. Okay, good. We're at 630 good. Now. I'm God happy. I hope it. I had a part God of it. Bless you. you did. And, I know you, know, you did. I, I just want, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to turn up and set a new standard for the interviews and the interaction with artists. I want, I want you to know that if you come on my show, I appreciate you sharing your experiences and, and the gifts and gems you have for other artists. And, uh, and that's a part of how I show my appreciation. I want to make sure the flyer looks like you're cool with the flyer. I'm going to try to give you some little promo videos. Well, the whole joint was I'm, so professional. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to, if it's something I can share, I'm going to share it for you, whatever. And, I, and you, you know, know what? And that actually is like, it seems such a simple thing to do to click that button, but it really means a lot because at the end of the day, like people are lemmings. And so, you know, if so-and-so and so-and-so aren't shouting you out, then like, uh, I'm good. But the minute, the minute, and I've seen this happen many times without no name need be said, the minute so-and-so and so-and-so say, oh yeah, Joseph Bill's the man. Okay, now it's cool for BB, boom, boom, boom. Also, but I'm telling you, that's the way it works, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I just say that to say I always appreciate when any one person supports what I'm doing mm-hmm. because they they might not even know how much that means, but it really means the most because it you does. could be you could be the A person that lets B, C, and D know it's cool to support now. Sure, you know, and whether yours is genuine and theirs aren't, it don't matter, bro. Because it, the more networks I it's can momentum. tap into, momentum and synergy. Yeah. That's how that that's how that snowball is going to get big enough to avalanche. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I, I remember back. Um, I think you're particularly good at the internet play. I give you that respect. As <laughs> Yo, well. that's crazy. No, but you. I remember back when you actually uh, put out a picture of you on a green screen and invited people to make the meme to make me. to make to make funny memes about you. <laughs> Yo. And I think to me that just shows uh, not only a self confidence as an artist. But just ingenuity, like, a, uh, you know, that was a smart move that I don't see everybody making those types of moves. Being playful, I really making appreciate fun of that. yourself. I appreciate you noticing that. Yeah. I want to show you something real quick. Okay, sure. Yeah, On my yeah. website, josephbills.com, there is a tab called Maxed Out Memes. What you saw was the third installment of what we did. I actually. Okay. The one I saw, I think you were like flying through yeah, the, the air. Yeah, flying through the air. Right, right. Listen. We have installments of fans sending me memes. That's meme number one. This is memes number two. This is number three. You saw number four. So it's like I've done that. So now it's a thing. I did it all 2019. All 2019. I did it four different times. And every time they come with some crazy. And I do a giveaway. You know, you got to give people something for spending their time. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, but I like to. You know what I'm saying? It makes it funner. And you know what? It makes it funner if I can win something. That's a great segue because any interview I do, I always bring something. And I always see you wear hats, bro. So I brought you a hat. Oh, God bless you. Because I need some new. That's yours, bro. You know, I mean, this this is a swerve hat. So I I rock this one. I need. Need some, you know, always need things to wear. I appreciate everybody. That's how that I like them. to show my appreciation right, how I can, love. bro. So. I want to show the camera to this. Yeah. This is how you show your love to a podcast interview guy. Bring him something. Bring me something. It's black. You know I wear black all the time. This I looked for a worn. black on black. I didn't have it on me. No, I swear. Cool. I, I tried, though. I tried, though. This is very, like, I'll go get the Raiders. I'll go get the new Vegas Raiders See? fit and wear this rocket with it. I'll, I'll figure something out. But already imagine. With the logo and the sticker, everything right there. Appreciate that so much. Of course, much. man. That was a nice segue to get that to you, but. 
but I appreciate yeah, that. man, that's dope that you noticed that, man. I, I'm telling you, bro, these fans, bro, like I'd be, I'd be really be nothing without them, bro. Without the mob, it, it wouldn't be nothing. So I, I max out mob. Most love I, to I, y'all. I just thought that was so so smart when I saw that. Um, I, I get the feeling there's a, a level of spirituality and faith. It's 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 the foundation. It runs like a current through your music, but it's not. You know, you're far from a Christian rapper, if you will. Right. But I hear it. It's in yeah. there. Um, I won't ask do you believe in God. Then you were raised believing in God as I a was, Christian. I was, and, and a, but here, a Christian black man in Scottsdale. You feel me? But here's you the, may be Jesus. Joseph I, hey, you're the second coming. Look, here Joseph, it is. Jesus had a brother named Joseph. Don't strike me down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen now. Yes, I was raised in the faith for sure. But what happened was there was some life experiences where, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, you never see God." And that, and I respect you, man. People go through things where maybe they don't recognize Him showing up. It's it, I, I've known people that have gone through serious earth shaking things, and when and I've been through some things. But when you go through the worst of what life has to offer, it's easy to, for your faith to be shaken. Very much so. And, and you know, the flip side of that coin is very easy to find your faith in those moments too. Please save me. But then when everything's going good, he don't get no credit, bro. And so I, um, it was like I think what was it 20, 2015, right? Right around when I wasn't really doing nothing. Me and my wife volunteered at our church we go to, and um. I was back there working the sound, and I was like, you know what, God? I figured it out. I was like, if this gift was just to praise you with, I was like, I'm cool with that. And it was like, it wasn't like a giving up moment or like, oh, I guess I'll never make it there, so I'll just settle here. It was a genuine me and God moment. Like, I get it now, bro. It's for you. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I like to this day, goosebumps, every time I tell a story because it's real, I can track the blessings that will come. All I ever want are people to scream my name and sing my songs and buy my merch and, fuck, and be a star, right? That's all I want growing up, the fame, 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 fame. And I was like, it's cool, bro. I'll just give you the glory. And I'm telling you, bro, ever since then, the blessings have not stopped trickling down. And my homies used to tell me, they'd be like, bro, you rap about God too much. And I'm like, fam, I wouldn't be alive on this earth right now if it wasn't I should be dead and in jail for some of my past, uh, you know, uh, transgressions, you know, legally and, and otherwise. You feel me? Um, but the miracles came and I said, OK, cool, bro. I can't waste these second and third and fourth chances he done given me. And I swear to you, the moment I started giving him the glory for my accomplishments, instead of me taking the credit for it, they have not stopped. And so, I, I you know, people now they're like, yo, you at a level now where you you the man out here, bro. You got to start puffing the chest. I said, for what? For why? You see what's happening while I'm just like doing what I'm doing? I'll let y'all big me up. You know what I'm saying? If someone wants to say I'm this or I'm that, it sounds better out of their mouth anyway. Otherwise, I'm just bragging and boasting, bro. That's right. And I said that in the cause, bro. All that bragging. It's not to brag or boast. All that swag dripping, fan fiction, beating facts any day. I'm going to keep reality in every rap I ever say, bro. Mm -hmm. Keep it real, man. Hey, that's I love you. You That's a quote right there, young. Did you hear they quoted that? That's a quote. Yeah, well, uh, that... That's awesome. That's awesome. I, and, you know, you answered my next question. I was going to ask, how does that teaching uh, affect your everyday life? I think you made that abundantly clear Bro, it's, in, in it's your the, response. It's the only, and, it's, and the thing is, it's I know it for a fact. It's the only reason I have any type of good thing in my life. Brother. My wife, my house, my steady job, my music, any good thing, bro, comes from him. And when I recognized it, and I was like, oh, duh. Duh, I could have had this years ago, you know? And it's like that first album I was telling you about the, with the 20, the rawest tracks ever. I got a song called Conceited on there. It's the illest song I ever made. And it's so true. But I realized, bro, I can't live that arrogant, conceited life because although I might, let's say I could get to 10, if there was a scale of 1 to 10, I could get there just off what I got going for me. But I'm trying to get to 12. I'm trying to get to 13. And I know that's I'm only going to get those extras with him. So. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I was, like I said, I was raised in a Southern Baptist church and uh, stayed in it. To, you know, I, I had a falling out uh, with God and came back around to be a very spiritual person. I think a lot of times our, do, our religions can confuse us and get us that's mixed up. That's the problem. That's the problem yeah, right the, there. The religion aspect and uh, getting away from uh, the God aspect. How was it? Um, how was it for you? You know, you, you alluded, you mentioned your mother was a doctor, and um, you sent, you seem like you come from very successful people. I would assume, uh, you know, family in Scottsdale. Your, right. mom, your, your mom's a doctor. You know, um, how was it to tell your family that you know I'm Joseph Bills? I'm I'm rapping oh, now. Fam, this is what I'm seriously doing. You what know? a question. So my both my parents are doctors actually. Okay. So my so dad, the Huxtables. There you go. Kinda, right. Right. They in Scottsdale. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're living the Cosby. I really am. My daddy mm-hmm. didn't touch no ladies, but other right than without that, the without, other than with, that. without the bad side. Right. You're, you're, right. Living, you're living the Huxtables. We'll keep it on the Huxtables. When he was the yeah, Huxtables, it was go. all good. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Um, so, Much respect to the Bills family. No, I don't mean to. No, not at all. Anything like jokes. Bill Cosby. It's jokes. It's you know, jokes. Yeah. Um, I was. Um, I think I was two doctors. Like, it seems like extreme pressure. A little bit as a child. A little to succeed, you know, but I, see, for I me, had. I was forced to not forced, but it was kind of intended that I would follow my father's footsteps. They so all used to ask that, that was a pressure. Yeah, and, but it was just to be. Uh, you know, in fairness, just to be a contractor. Mm-hmm. It's not like cracking people open, and you know, right. it's not like but being still, a doctor. You follow, know. The, follow the family business. Sure. No, see, my mom is my is my biggest fan, right? So okay. she's always Good. always instilled in me. At least I'm sure all the kids, but in me for sure. Like you're like. Like, you're a star, Joey. Like, you can do it. And by the way, she's the only, her and my youngest sister, the only ones that could call me Joey. If you see me in the streets, don't call me Joey. I won't answer. But, um, so she's always instilled in me. She's always known I've been creative. And I mean, I act. I actually, God is good. I just booked this acting gig that's going to cover my week's worth of check. So, amen to that. Nice. But, um, the point is, I'm in, um, uh, what do they call college? It's not quite college yet. I can't. It's been so many years. Junior community, college, yeah, community, community college. college. There you go. Okay. So I'm in community college in my, you know, second, thirteenth, thirteenth grade. Life, life was, life was real easy for Joseph Bills. A lot of my life, and that's just because I was like naturally good at things. Like I even talked one of my professors out of taking a final because I walked in after not going to class for a week, and I walked in happened to be a final. I didn't even know the final was happening. I sit down, I look at the paper for five minutes. I walk up to the front, and you know, it's a small classroom, maybe twenty people in there. Everyone can hear you. I said, look, man, me and you both know that I don't know this information. What do you think I'll come back next week and take it then? He's like, yeah, it's cool. People looking at me, walking out of that classroom like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. You know, I'll come like that. But that was their reaction. So, like, life was like that for most of my life until you get to a point where it's like, oh, you got to try now. Oh, now you got to actually put work in. Oh, everything's not going to just come to you with these dreams and aspirations that you have. So my dad sits me down. He's like, look, man, all right, I get it. You know, you're not going to do the school thing like you really want to be a rapper. Okay, how are you going to do it? I'm like, what you mean? I'm I'm dope. He's like, but how are you going to make money? You have a business plan? And I'm like, nah. He's like, what do you sell your albums for? I'm like, you know, I do donations. I was like, he's like, $10. I was like, yeah, but sometimes they don't want to pay. He's like, $10. You stick to the price on your product because it's worth it. You put you put money behind it. Yeah. He's like, okay. Ten. So he was like the first person to tell me like, bro, you're going to do this for real? Then be serious about it, bro. Wow. That's, a, you, big, that's a big step. Real, your brother and your dad, I'm giving them almost all the credit. Especially being a surgeon and too. everything like, and you know, I'm making stupid decisions. You know what I'm saying? Getting all kind of trouble. I had no business getting in, you know? And, and they're like, look, if this is what you really want to do, then do it for real. Mm-hmm. Right? Stop messing around. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because you're going to end up being 30 years old and have nothing to show for it. Great advice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, then I started really taking it serious. Like, okay, that's when I started, you know, pressing CDs and like, 
Sharpie days. Like that was back when people were still right with Sharpies. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Press and it's CDs, like, yeah. and I get it. Like if that's all you can do, like I'm never gonna shade you for doing the most you can do. But a lot of times, catchers didn't want to put a hundred bucks up. You didn't want to put two hundred. It didn't up. cost that much. It, it don't yeah. cost that much, bro. Right, you can get right. CDs pressed right now, forty, fifty cents a disc, bro. If you order right. enough, like yeah. come on. So like I always took the business side serious when it comes to like branding and presentation because like if you go buy something i guarantee you're not going to buy something that looks raggedy and janky Mm. if you go to a regular store you're not going to buy it because it looks like shit so like why would i expect someone to put their money into me just because i said look i made this so what it looks like shit so that's why you really got to take your craft serious and you have to invest in yourself seriously and everyone has enough money to do it if you're willing to sacrifice in other areas Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you made an important point earlier with that. Uh, you know, it's just clear that you have to you have to invest in yourself and, and be serious about your craft. But I think when you, you your point earlier was that you know no one owes you anything and no one exactly. cares. Nobody cares. And when you man. start from that frame of mind, it's a great ground floor to build on it because is. anything you get on top of that is real. Thank you. And uh, and you were talking earlier, you know, I have this theory that the Internet these days is uh, kind of an illusion and it gives you this. It gives you the uh, feeling that you're doing more than you are. It gives you the feeling that you're an acting when actually, you know, to me, acting is one thing. Talking is one thing. Talking directly. And then everything that happens on the Internet is a, to a lesser degree than those. Yeah. But the, the Internet kind of gives you the illusion that you're doing things. But one thing I was going to say, what's important when somebody shares your music or shares your meme or creates a meme of you, that is an action. Yes. And that's real. Yes. Even though it's carried out online that it's that is still an action someone had to do that right and they and you know they cared enough to to act and mm-hmm. that's how you that's the f- kind of fan you want the people that care enough to act exactly to, to interact with you to buy something to to come see you perform mm-hmm. to buy a got bill shirt there's plenty of you're one of the better artists when it comes to having merch you say you wear it all the time you have it i saw you got the finger rings what's up oh, with the yeah, finger the, rings let's the talk about your rings those is new man okay yeah you got shout the four ring rings <laughs> shout out phoenix chief He's got, listen, I'm part of your artists on right now. I've never been the one to hold back game, and I always love and appreciate the artists that give me game freely. This man can 3D print anything, okay? Mm-hmm. All you artists, you got your own brands, you got your own designs, you got this, you got that. It's very, very affordable. Phoenix Chief, it, you can find him all over everyone's page, support mm-hmm. district radio. Like, mm-hmm. he's not a man, hard man to find, and he can make you anything. So, like, that's incredible. He made the, my keychain for me. He just asked me one day randomly, like, let me get your logo. And I've known him for years. I'm like, yeah, bet. I don't know what you're doing, but here, I believe in you, whatever it is. And uh, he, he, we went to a, one of the protests, and uh, he brought a bag full of keychains with my logo. And I was just blown away. Like, wow, I awesome. said, what else can you do? He's like, anything. Yeah. I'm getting a boombox made right now. You set your phone in, and it really amplifies the sound, just like a cup or a Pringles can or okay. whatever. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. And, and it's a like, max out right in the front, got all the dials at the top. You know what I'm saying? Like, just real creative, cool stuff. And he can do that for all of you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're looking for a way to get some merchandise that's creative, it's different that's unique he's your man for that um and then hey that's a great resource if y'all not paying in he said this gentleman uh he gave his name phoenix chief has a 3d printer and he's willing to work with you for a reasonable price yes, yes. so there's all kind of merch ideas that can come to life and you've it, got you've had some great ideas to me the four finger ring i'm an right. old head i remember when people actually wore four finger rings yeah it was a real thing kids you know so to me that kind of nostalgia piece that mm-hmm. kind of merch is great and I it's always been it's always it. been uh 
the special moments in hip hop. You know, Biggie and Craig Mack released the Big Mac uh, tape, and, and you know, just all these little parts of hip hop where the promo material is so smart. Yeah. Uh, it's great for everybody, especially yeah. for the fans. I know they enjoy it. What we're going to talk about? Right, we'll wrap up talking about music, and then we'll get to a little basketball before we get out of here. I'm, I'm I can't believe nobody called in. Nobody, nobody. Can you believe argue. it? Nobody. I, you know, I think I don't think Mike Terrell got the message. I think he would have called That's what, in. Oh, I hope, Shout I out to the podcast so. king. He's coming in. Uh, he's on the schedule to come in in November, uh, beginning of November. We got the podcast king coming in. You can update all the time on the social medias. We've got the best of the best. Uh, this week coming up, we've got Bruce, and we've got an artist spotlight with uh, Saturday Spotlight Series with Most Trill. So uh, are you familiar with Bruce at all? I am. The Menudo Kingpin? Actually, the last uh, show before. Mason Made? Yep, the last show before the, uh, the world shut down, we did a show with the Beat Locker. Um, shout okay. out, I got an interview with them on the 25th. Shout Y'all to the Beat Locker. here first. That's right. Um, they are back. They're back. They're back. They actually did a show tonight, too. But, um... So uh, the last show they had a show uh, and he Bruce was on it and uh, surprisingly enough that was the first time I had seen him live and I was blown away I was like yo you are ill like yeah he's another guy on my list of yo. people I heard their music and really attracted to it I haven't even seen him perform yet but he's coming in we're gonna see he's gonna sit down on the mission very dope artist very dope artist yeah I'm looking forward to it he seems uh, from following on his internet. Just a very interesting character, mm-hmm. and he's got a, a bit of a, a old school tough guy yeah, approach, yeah. which I, I, but I, believe I appreciate. It, but I believe it. No, it's authentic. You feel me? Yeah, it's authentic. You can always tell. It's authentic. We tell. haven't had any problems with authenticity yet. Everybody sat down has been great, and everybody that's on schedule is uh, people I really want to talk to, and people I think that have some great experiences to share. That's what we do here on the mission. Before we get into this next segment with Joseph Bills. I got a care package from Nirvana Green. Now, everybody out here already knows. You've seen our ads for TrueMed. You know I enjoy great cannabis medicinal products. Now, Nirvana Green underscore on, on IG. Nirvana Green underscore on IG. They make the best bakery good edibles. Brownies. I mean, I'm telling you. Miss Nirvana Green, she is a chef like your grandmother. She's not an older lady, but she chefs it up like a grandmother. All the bakery goods are tender, sweet, and delicious, and they contain that beautiful thing we call cannabis. Wonderful. So next time you want to get an edible, please talk to my friends over at Nirvana Green. Nirvana Green underscore. Pardon me while a man makes his living doing this thing. Nothing so wrong with it. Our friends at Nirvana Green, sponsors of the mission and uh, helping artists get their mission out every Saturday at 1130. Tonight we happen to be doing a Sunday special show at 10 p.m. I'm glad it worked out. And yeah, I, you're a hardworking man. It's hard to get your schedule to fit in. And I just got back from Mexico. So luckily they let me in and out, right. and, I, and I'm here. You held up at the border. Uh, no, no, we had no problems. Uh, to all of my uh, fans out there that may have been listening to what some people say about Mexico and the inhabitants of it, uh, we had a wonderful time with no problems, and everybody was as nice as they need to I be to some dumb Americans. So yeah, I right. appreciate going down there. We were at Rocky Point. It was beautiful. The weather was nice. We enjoyed the beach. They got a ton of seashells. You get your hair braided. This is not a commercial. This is just telling you how great a time my family and I had at Rocky Point. Now, uh, are we getting a full-length project from Joe Bills anytime soon? And before you answer that, is it even necessary in today's climate 
to release a full-length project or album if you were 12 songs as a package everything's streaming it seems to be very single heavy mm-hmm. or focused for sure and you have been just beating everybody over the head with singles if you're going to release a single and video every month every month do you ever do you even need to put them together in a group anymore is that something people do anymore? it's funny you ask that as we wrapped up the video shoot today for number 10 that we'll drop in this month um he said to me he's like so you gonna put an album out and i looked at him solo visions and that's like for what because real talk at, at this stage at least in my career it's singles man because um i mean i could put uh, i could put all 12 on an album like you said but people are so add and you know one minute two minute three minute as a matter of fact i heard if you have a 50 percent watch time on your videos that's good half is right, good right right sure, yeah. well god bless me i'm right around there but it's like so if we're only expecting people to listen to half or watch half of what we put out there what is the point of me putting an entire body of work when i could just give it to you once a month yeah and and, and i'll get you once a month and you'll watch it once a month you tell your friends once a month and i'll give you something new next month something new next month so are you gonna get one not in 2020 i don't foresee it right i mean i could just you know what would motivate you you think to to, to do that because the, the only problem i have with it is that um a lot of my favorite songs over hip hop history have been album cuts. Yeah. And songs, album cuts were generally, for those of you that don't remember, album cuts were generally, uh, experimental songs. They were attempts to be one thing or the other. Yeah. Uh, they were, a, they were a place where you could try something maybe, you know, when album cuts come to mind. I'm, I just, or, you know, I worry that in a single-driven society... You're never going to get that? We might not get that type of song. Or like you personally, um, I think I might want to hear about how it was growing up in Scottsdale as a black man. I don't think so, I'm going to get that experience from a single-driven... It's it's funny you mention that. So, so yeah, if you are going to get an album from me, then it's going to be something that I built up from scratch. Every album or EP I've released has actually only been a collection of songs right sure. it's only ever been like the 15 songs i have done and, right hey, now and in fairness you may be the type of artist i mean um you know artists always felt like they had to do it but i always felt like buster rhymes was a single yeah driven artist yeah, different artists out there like I, that. I don't i never you we never really got you know what you would consider like a movie-esque project right from him not you know like a you know a Dr. Dre does a movie right, ask NWA's right. old records or front diff- to back different a artists to it almost right yeah. it's, it, it follows uh, a day in the life or whatever of these artists and it felt that way and some artists give you that and some artists don't and I, I don't think you have to be that guy and, and I don't I agree with you I don't I don't have to but um, let's just say that I've had talks with like my closest people in my camp and like you know if you do get an album for me next year it's definitely gonna be an actual album. It's gonna have it's gonna have some curation to it. It's gonna be something I thought about from front to back, a concept. It's not just gonna be a collection of songs. Mm-hmm. So that will be, and you know what? Since you asked, yeah, we'll confirm it. That will be the next album you get from me. Will be something like that. It okay. will be a movie. Uh, but up until then, we're just gonna drop these however many songs I'm sitting on. We're gonna give you a video every time, right? And right. just try to build that um that buzz, that fan base. You know, well, I interest. think your, you know your output is incredible, especially because of the level that it stays on, and you you know. You, you're always sending me a new record, like you know, put this on for me, and um, I try my best to keep up. I like the I like the one from last week, but I play the <laughs> one from, I play the one from this week, you know. Yeah. Um, and your newest one, well, 
Before we get into that, you had to watch What's Poppin' Remix, uh, which that, you know, that beat, shout out to Jack Harlow, was popular. Oh, yeah. A lot of people remix that track yep. as, as it happens in hip hop. It's dance hall culture. We all rock over the same version. Yep. Um, uh, but yours outshined a lot. I think, I, you know, I appreciate you saying that. And you're not the first person to say that on an interview either. So I feel like that might be true. And that was you, Davey Fresh mm-hmm. and, and Fonzarelli, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was funny, too, because like when the actual remix dropped, the very day it dropped, um, uh, it's Dub and uh, Davi were uh, talking about online. And I was at work and I was seeing the comments and I listened to it and I was like, yo, this is so crazy. So I put them in a group chat and I was like, yo, we got to do one of these. We'll call it the AZ mix. Like when I get an idea in my head, I'm, I'm actually pretty without tooting the horn i'm pretty good at, at creating an idea and then right. just seeing it through follow through yes yeah. it's so important I, it's crucial so i was like let's do this let's do this and, and, and you know dub he hardest working man i know and he's like look i don't have time to write no verse but i'll shoot the video for y'all and i'm like run it so then we tap funds i'm like yo we record it at your crib i was like i'll pay for the video if you record it for us mm-hmm. and you jump on the third verse and he was with it so we did it that week we shot it that week and we put it out the next week right and got so, it out um, fast that's yeah, key when you're you doing that kind to, of thing you got to get it out quick to, man. otherwise it's like who cares anymore but um, yeah, man, I, I was really happy with uh, all of our all of our um, verses on there. I was happy with the video, the the models that came through last minute, like everyone that comes through that you see in the video, bro, is like is like the, a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like they're really there to like help me out because they believe in what I got going on, mm-hmm. and so I always appreciate them. You know what I'm saying? I'm, anytime I try to hire a model or whatever, whatever, I'm like, look, what do you want to eat? What do you want to drink? Like it's on me. Like. Mm-hmm. What can we do for you? You know That's what I'm nice. saying? Yeah. Well, you got to look out for people that are looking out for you, sure. you know? And, sure. and if you're not doing that, you guys should start because it, it, appreciation goes a long way. Right. And so, um, yeah, that was Papa Remix. Bro. I feel like that was probably the, that was the best remix I heard. I mean, without Wayne on it. And I'll tell you, I've said this a million times. Uh, I get, I, I grow tired of a mainstream hip hop like a lot of older guys. But I, my love of hip hop has really been uh, reinvigorated by the Phoenix scene. Nice. I, I, I like I you know when I on my Wednesday show I play an hour of AZ music, um, and you know I really listen to those shows. After I enjoy uh, listening to AZ music, and a lot of it really uh, gets me excited about hip hop. There's again. so much so, good stuff out here, you know. Yeah, and I feel it's, like it's if so it, diverse. If from, people from would day focus one. on on um, getting it out to the to a fan base before just trying to stunt on each other right i feel like we're all gonna go so much farther for phoenix to really love someone do you think they that the artist has to get big somewhere else and then come back they to say phoenix? that but that's I think, the way it used to be in Richmond. i think they say that just because of experience of what has happened mm-hmm. right futuristic moves away comes back he's huge that's his that's his plot you know story. what i'm saying like okay. right 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 but um, I'm going to say this because, I mean, I was – shoot, I was there, you know what I'm saying, watching him come up. You know what I'm saying? I learned a lot of game from that man. Right. Um, when he was out here doing all these shows and doing this and doing that, people was not showing him the same kind of love they're showing him now. Right. I'm sure – we talking about fake love. Like, if I get a little bit, I'm sure he get a lot of it, right? Mm-hmm. People just on the teat because he done done what we all aspire to do. You know what I'm saying? Made whatever you made. Made companies put people in position that's all we all trying to do with this music thing and so it's like it's funny to see how many people show the and it might be genuine love now i'm not saying it's, it's fake love forever right but at the same time when we was out here grinding like we grinding out there 
where was you then but as soon as we go out there and we make it now it's okay for you to show the love yeah like that's where i think that's the issue i don't think it's that we need to leave i think while we're home we need to get these flowers for real mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. like you don't have to wait for someone to move away before you give them the recognition that right. they deserve right. it's, that's what i think it is and if you touch base i'll say this if you touch base with artists um before they leave then they're gonna. It's a genuine connection. They're yeah. gonna remember you as yeah. as a genuine fan, and it's and you have access uh, to these people now because they haven't got to that level. So enjoy the access exactly. with these artists that Get you it have. While you can bro? Get as you know, many features and, as and you can. Give, give, the, give the love, you know. Because I hey, I will say I, I love my hometown, but Richmond is a small town, and there's just it's such a big area here. There's such a diverse. Uh, age range, style range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell everybody I've met more Americans in the three years living in Phoenix than I did my whole life <laughs> wow. on the East Coast because people on the East Coast just move up and down. Yeah. Florida people move up. Uh, New York people move down. People really don't move to the Midwest or the West. Right. And the Midwest people really don't move East. They move. So I've met, you know, everyone is from somewhere else. I've here. here, nuts. I've met people from Detroit and Wisconsin and Northern Cali, Southern Cali. Detroit's heavy out here, actually. Detroit's heavy. People got away from the cold weather. So I've met more Americans here. So I just think this is a great market. Like you said, if we can somehow wake up the fans to realize what they're kind of taking for granted, or mm-hmm. maybe they're not even aware they of, might not even of, know, of everybody that's, that's what really it is. doing it. That's what it is. But it's our job to make them aware. You that's know what why I'm, that's so why we, I'm here. So a lot of um, artists be back here complaining like, they're not hearing me. They're not hearing me. Well, where are you Where are you promoting to? Where are you marketing to? Are you marketing to the same two circles? Because that's why you're only heard in those two circles. Right. You got to branch out first. You know what I'm saying? You got to bring it to them. They're not looking for under ground arizona rappers like you said nobody cares nobody cares you gotta make them care and then they'll see like oh snap and be very consistent and it's hard in the middle of your consistency it's easy i should say in the middle of your consistency to think it's not working yeah but that's when yeah like you did you have to turn up max out and go harder have to because then you you know eventually you see the snowball effect and things start to turn you know Mm -hmm. and uh i'm like i said i'm blessed because uh the response of the artists i have relationships with and and the format of the show and the, and the look of the videos and everything has got very p- people very enthusiastic about coming on the show. Yeah. So that's that's you know and and so I'm blessed in that because this show doesn't happen with just me talking. It need, it, it is the, right. the back and forth with the right. artists that I think is is the uh, importance well, of the I show. I think it's a really important show, bro. It's a definitely a different format than any other interview I've been on. And uh, I'm, I appreciate you saying that. And I and I, I mean, hey, I already shouted it out on the internet, no, so it's real. It's real. There's <laughs> an action. It's online. It's real. There's an Action online, but, uh, but I mean that. But I mean that. I appreciate man. It's, you saying a very it. dope um, platform that you're providing for us, man. And I, I hope don't, nobody um, takes it for granted. Being who I am, I think I'm. Uh, I'm just people would agree. My wife and family and everybody. I've always been different as you say I've always been different so I'm a different individual I don't feel any competition with any of the other shows uh, usually when artists are making a run uh, a press run if it were they want to do as many shows and, exactly. and, and I, I know my interview is going to be different than unfiltered as fuck or uh, uh, well connected AZ or the 411 show or when John Blaze has his one on ones 
I, I'm new here. I come from the East Coast, and uh, I'm a fan of the Phoenix music. And I don't. I'm in a position where I'm not an artist. I'm. I don't. Not in competition with anybody. I don't. I can say I'm a fan of yeah. Joseph Bills, and it's it's nothing. You know, I'm. You know, I'm an old man. I, I can be humble and say I'm a fan way. of Joseph Bills, and uh, so I, I came to give those flowers and give that love from a different perspective. And I don't. You know, everybody's doing their own shows. Uh, we've got a lot of new shows here at the studios. There's a bunch of uh, tits and ass running around regularly. Uh, unfortunately for Joe Bills, it's kind of dead around here tonight. Yeah, feel but, me, but that's okay. That's okay. But we'll, you know. we'll come in and we'll perv out later. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with this whole LeBron thing, um, you, you, I saw you talking about that. We tried to. Uh, we, I saw I did, you tried bro. to. You I tried to. The, you I tried threw to the, the hook out there. You tried bro. to throw the hook out to get some action going. Um, Look, if you're still tuning in, I will speak to this. If you're still tuning in with us, 11:49 p.m. Here, yeah, feel free to call in. Here's the deal. Okay. Yeah. If you're still listening, you got 10 seconds well, to call I, in. Please, but for, for me, I'm, 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 just so you know, I haven't followed sports actively in a long time. I don't even watch ESPN for the recap anymore. I, uh, I haven't watched sports uh, since the mid-90s. So I'm one of those guys that probably is more impressed with Jordan. Uh, but anyway. I'm going to tell you the truth. Check this no, out. No, no. Give me the truth. But <laughs> along with giving me the truth. You have to defend him walking off the floor of before course. the game was of over. Of course, I'll night. speak to all of it. Because all, all I'll go I've, with the walk off. All I've been told is you can't judge a man's frustration or something we'll, of that we'll nature. Go with the walk off. But first. I, that, to me, that's called sportsmanship, and you, you can judge a man's it's frustration. Poor sportsmanship. Okay, as long as you bottom, admit that. As bottom as you admit that. line. Bottom line. The buzzer didn't didn't ring. What are you doing, man? Stay on the floor with your team. Okay. Yeah. Now take the L with everybody. Yeah, take the L. Don't with walk everybody. off stage. Thank you. Right now, as far as me saying. LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. I have 10 facts to back it up. Give it to me. Complete troll. I like the argument. Complete troll. I didn't even mean it. It's not even, I don't even really, I don't even really <laughs> feel like that. I wanted people to call in so that I can say, ah, I got you. Now you okay. tune in. Okay. Now I did have a couple comments on my, on my feed and, um, uh, one of the hosts from the Certified Savage show, she messaged, she's like, I can't stand you. And I sent her a message. I said, look, because I respect you as a friend, I'm going to let you know this was not real. I, d- I did it. It's just a joke. I tried to troll and I tried my hand at it. It did not work. Okay. Nobody bit. We might try it again later. We probably won't. I'll just stick to what works for me. But um, yeah, I personally, though, since we're talking about it. Are you a real sports fan? Uh, uh, I like I like highlights. I like players. Right, 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 right. right, right, right. So um, Lakers are my team because of Kobe. Okay, okay. But um, R.I.P. Here's here's what I will say about LeBron because me and my wife are actually arguing about this the other night, and I was like, he's great. And That's a good relationship. You and your said, wife arguing about LeBron. I mean, you gotta argue. You know what I'm saying? If you're yeah. not arguing, why are you with the person? You, know? you don't care what they say that much. <laughs> I, I choose to call it passionate debate. Hey! But, my wi- but my wife, I'm gonna get mad points for that later. Yeah, passionate debate. <laughs> when I bring that up, I'm gonna get super points. Thank you. That's some husband to husband game right there. But um, so I'm like, yo, he's great. Like you can't discredit. He got this, 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 all his stats to be shown. And she told me she's like, okay, look, I can't call him great. Because he don't finish. And we've over the years of watching his uh, career, I've always been the one to be like, yo, he's ice cold when it's clutch. And I know that about him. And that's okay. He's still great to me. And then I was watching this uh, video yesterday. It's like 30 minutes long. So, of course, I just skipped to the end. But it was a person saying what I said on my troll post about I'll show you who's better at the end of this video. Sure. And he said, look, man, it comes down to can you close? I mean – it's important and it started showing all the highlights of the times he couldn't close we're talking layups we're talking with one second on the clock and he's at the rim he could have dunked it and missing the dunk and i'm like damn yo i do remember though 
out of those six lost championships that he had, he did choke a lot. So then I remember like, okay, Jordan didn't make every finishing shot either. You know, he passed the ball a lot of times. But he had that killer instinct that Kobe had, Jordan had. LeBron don't really have that killer instinct. And I think maybe in his defense, he found it this year because he just got tired of people shitting on him. I think, honestly, it just started tonight is what I think. But, um... And maybe he'll win four more because now he has the killer instinct. Right. But right. in in my personal opinion, he's never been a closer. And that's that's cool, bro. He's still great though. I don't think you could take the greatness away from him for his accomplishments, even if he's not a, a cutthroat closer. I think he's great. I think the I think the reason why old guys, you know, we remember the Jordan that got like what, cut from his high school team or something. Yeah. You know, we remember the Jordan that everybody said he can't shoot a jump shot, and then he, he like worked for yeah. like two years, yeah. very hard in the off season, and he came back with a superior jump shot. Like he was the guy that won not only the offensive stuff but the defensive mm-hmm. prizes. Both you know, the floor, man. You know, and and we just remember him, like you said, a lot of games he passed for the last shot. That's because he was being definitely double, if not triple teamed. Feel me? And. Uh, you know, but I think it's a classic. I love the argument because it's a classic old man, young man, generational argument. And uh, and nowadays it's interesting because the Internet has some young people taking the old man perspective. You know, everybody wants to be that guy that's not of what you course, think he against is. against the grain. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a ha-ha. You know. Trick you, I'm different. Yeah, yeah. I'm the young guy that thinks Jordan is better. But, you know, everybody wants to be that guy. Yeah. So everybody takes a different opinions. But I just think it's um, – you know, especially with stuff like technology, as a younger man, we look at the as an older man, we look at the younger people and see the advantages of technology. And you have Google and YouTube to explain to you everything right. they could do. And we didn't have that. Right. So no matter what the young people accomplish, it's probably not going to be enough because as an older person, we're going to say, well, shit, if we would had YouTube and Google, we would have done that exactly. or more, too. Exactly. And the young people. And, and inversely, because I try to look at it from both sides. The young people turn around and look at the old people and, you know, how they complain or how they talk about how they had to do it and all the time. And they'll, they'll, they'll never have respect for that because they have no perspective point. That's all it is. Come they have, you know, of like actually drawing a flyer instead of using the computer right. or, you know. Or having to go to QT that, and sell CDs. Bro, I got a track. On my last performing EP, on the bro. street or things that something like that you right? would do it, yeah sell CD humbling yourself to exactly. sell CDs it's called it, let them know bro and I, not to go back to the music or anything oh, but ahead. the last verse of that song bro I said uh, we was outside I was like I had two CDs left bro we had to sell these so I, I said if I don't sell these last two CDs I don't eat like it sounds like some real hip hop some real dope that's a real life story bro I we I'm me and my homeboy right he was doing some artwork for me so I was putting them up I'm talking zero dollars they used all. All the change out of the car, all the change of the couch, nothing left. Don't get paid for another day and a half. And I'm like, bro, we are starving. I'm digging in my room for something I can sell. Oh, what do I find? Two CDs. I said, fam, if I can go sell these for 10 bucks a pop, we can go to the Rancho Market right down the street. We can get burritos. We can get some drinks. We can get everything. Mm-hmm. I went to the Walgreens, bro. Like that last verse is probably the realest verse, the most true to my heart verse I've ever rapped because I remember being starving and going out and selling two CDs. I said, I'm telling the security guard, like, you gotta buy. He's like, yo, bro, chill. Boom. He gave me one. Five minutes later, customer copped and we bounced straight to the rancho and we got burritos. Even that's enough for some Fritos and some Kele- and a couple Pellegrinos. We felt like kings and that night, that's what made me a G. I mean that shit, bro. Like, when you really wow, have to go out man. and hustle to eat, 
Like, oh, yeah, I could have called my doctor, mom, my doctor, dad. What, midnight right. on Sunny Slope? No. Right. No. Right. Ain't nobody coming to give you no food right now. No. So that was like, I don't even know why that story came up. A story time with Joseph Bills goes left and right sometimes. No, no, that's a good story. But anyway. That's a good um, story. And that shows, that shows uh, where some of your drive comes yeah, from. Yeah, man, yeah. And if you're always, no matter how you, you know, we all started. We all have some type of family. We all have some type of fallback. But Sometimes but, you got to get it But you were, out, you were out there with a different For frame real. of mind. And For that real. frame of mind forges your perspective. I have to get it myself, man. What uh, we we got to get out of here soon. I don't want to hold you all night. What does Joseph Bill and we're gonna play a couple of your songs on the way out? Some of the newer music for the people to listen to. Um, what does Joseph Bills ultimately want? If you could have it all, if you could um, now, mind you, you can't just snap your fingers and and make racism go away. You got to give me some kind of plan. Facts. But 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 what would you do? You know, whatever you you want to happen, whether it be personal or in the big scheme of things, what would Joseph Bill snap his fingers and make these things happen? What would he do? If tomorrow? I could Thanos my fingers together, you could Thanos anything in the world. Um. All right. Personal, it would be to achieve a level of financial stability grown strictly from my passion and my art to not only live uh extravagant lifestyle but also put people in position that have bled sweat and shed tears for me on my journey in position to win and that's a staple um worldwide it would be really dope if people would just look to their left and their right and realize that and it sounds super cliche but we really all bleed the same blood and it's cool to to give five seconds of your busy life that I know we all lead to this person over here because you never know what kind of impact you can make with a couple of words, mm-hmm. let alone a conversation, mm-hmm. let alone five dollars and a trip down the street or like, I don't know how many times my life has been changed by compassion. And I also have no idea how many lives I've changed by compassion. But if we could all just show each other a little bit of compassion everything would change literally everything from racism to homelessness to educate to whatever aspect in society you look at if you insert compassion we win we win as a race as a human race we win Uh hey well i thank you again for coming it's been a great show the time has flown by i feel like i could talk to you for another two hours breezed by it's 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 already midnight i had no idea it's already midnight i'm gonna chop this footage up uh you know like you said we got chop it up into small chunks to feed to the babies to get them to get them to full steak there's a lot of nuggets in this one
walk the crawling right, damn rather smoke weed, and I just like to say thank you to each one of you. Now, this is Swerve 36, old granddad, big butch the lesbian. Walter Cronwright, Dan Rather, Smoke Weed, Dirty Harry, Lee X, The Theater. That's me, you know. And every week, right here from the beautiful Icon Radio, Respect Underground, Worldwide Radio Studios, we bring you the mission. Now, our mission is to talk to artists and get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose, their mission. That's what our mission is. And that's what we do here every week. 